Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Episode 642 for March 8th, 2021. It's now been a year. Been locked down. Maybe maybe the end is in sight. But on the show this week, we have Drew. Um, you say it's been a year since our lockdown. Um, no, it's in March, we right? Haven't, we haven't had a, a lockdown in Georgia. Well, you know, I can't help that you live in the South. That's not that's not my fault. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> y'all y'all didn't even make one and now you're lifting the one you didn't make. Well that's fine. Uh we True. have we have John who who has had the shot. I think the only person on the show has got the shot. Uh hi there, all of you cats and kittens. Uh yes, I have had the shot. That's the reason why I wasn't on last week. <laughs> I can't now. It knocked me on my ass properly hardcore. I'd take it, um, though. I would take it. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, Monday was fine. I was like, Saturday, I got it on Saturday morning, and I was okay Saturday, and I woke up like I'd been steamrolled on Sunday. Couldn't move off the sofa all day, pretty much. And then Monday, I was fine. So it, it I took a beating, but only for the day. And um, again, I got the jab. So that's part one done. Yep. You go back in what, two weeks? Is it two weeks? No, no, uh, three months, 12 weeks. Three uh, months, 20, okay. okay. 25th, I think, of my, my, my appointment is. But yeah, it's a, it's every, a, a three-month gap. Nice. Well, congratulations, yeah. sir. You got the Rona shot. Yes, well, hopefully. Um, the, obviously, the government now control my nano machine, so that's all good. Yeah, Bill Gates is tracking you. Watch out, buddy. Yep, yep. Uh, we got the Wombat. Yep. I have also not got the shot. Yeah, I'm ready. We're, wife, we're still 60 above. My wife but I have not. Yeah, we're still 60 above here for regular people. We are, yeah. The only reason why my wife got hers was because she's technically still a healthcare employee. So Yeah, that's good. That's good. We'll get there eventually. I'm hoping I'm hoping within the next month or two I can go get stuck. Do you, do you, um, uh, I hate to bring out the old... Uh, uh, Britain's versus US, but do you guys have to pay for it? I have no idea yet. No, you do not have to pay for it. No. no. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm I'm actually getting it Tuesday. Oh nice, congratulations. Uh, I, I am surprised. I must admit I thought you guys would all have to have it on your insurance or something. Yeah, I don't know. My doctor told me as soon as they make the appointments to make one. Um but they I haven't got an email saying I can make it yet, <clears> so we will see. And finally, we have Anthony. I'm not seeing that shot until at least August. Uh, you're Canadian. One. It don't matter. Yeah, I mean, what are you? What are you like? Seventeen? 
Uh, I thought about that too. I don't know that my son will be able to get it when we get ours. I don't know. No. My uh, one of the guys, one of the guys I work with, his son is in a uh, clinical trial for vaccine for um, his son. I think is twelve, twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Um, and he's in a clinical trial uh, where they're they're giving some kids that age the placebo and some kids that age the actual vaccine just to make sure that. It's all good. His kid's getting like seventeen hundred bucks or something like that to be nice. in this trial. Shit. Cool, I'll do that. Is that kid going to spend I... it all in mine coins or robux? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how they pay he's... it out. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he's he's already uh, he's he's already already limited what of that he's going to get up front and what goes into like an account. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I I won't see that till August because. I think it's every two weeks they drop down five years. So it's starting with 80 and up. Are I getting the vaccines like next week? Yeah. So every two weeks we drop down another five years. Ugh. Well, you never know. It might be like the UK. Um, and bearing in mind the UK has, uh, government has done pretty piss poor in, um, handling this whole situation for the past year but the one thing they have done right is the vaccines and they've been yeah, well, faster they've been getting out faster than they had actually anticipated so you my my issue is more that it is not the canadian government it's the ontario government didn't okay. have the vaccines until last week no sorry it's not even started yet that's right it's the 14th that they start taking oh fuck this yeah, anyways, it, I'm not seeing it, so there's no point. And it's like, as someone that's been working the entire time, I mean, that's kind of annoying. She, yeah. Yeah, so... It's, if, they, uh, if they do it if they do it province by province, don't you guys have like 17 people that live in Saskatchewan or something like that? Uh, I mean, you're not, you're not probably far off. Like, <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the most densely populated uh, province. It's just... The handling of the, the handling of Corona in in Ontario specifically has been just god awful. Now I can't speak for other provinces; maybe they're just as bad. But uh, I mean, this is the same government that said we're going to shut down Toronto, which is fine because that's where you know everybody's right next to each other. But then anybody that can leave Toronto just leaves Toronto to go do their shopping. We're just spreading it around at that point, like. Lock down the entire province. Yeah, it's dumb. It's so fucking stupid. All right, well, let's talk about video games. Those aren't fucking stupid most of the time. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they are. <sighs> we'll start with Drew, or we won't. It don't matter. <laughs> He's gone. Ninjas got him. Drew is gone. All right. Well, I'll well, John. Let's talk to John. Clipped one too many uh, toenails. Must have. Uh, yeah, he took his took his big toe off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I tell you what I played. I played that Outriders demo. Yeah, I I played some more of that yesterday. Oh, wombat! I was waiting for you to come back to talk about this game. I I <laughs> don't know. I, I saw you online. I didn't know you were playing that. Otherwise, I'd have I'd have topped in because I would like to know how that plays co-op because I kind of had fun with it on my own. Um, I think the the opening bit is a bit of a drag, and it's 
Um, yeah, it's not fun until after the truck ride. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I noped. I noped the fuck out of that demo way be- or before, as the truck ride started. I was oh like, God, yeah, you no, didn't I even get to the here. like actual part of the game. <laughs> no, everything up to that sucked so bad uh, it, it, that it, I'm like, it, it, I don't even like the the cutscene was all staggery and the the voice acting was awful. Oh, uh, that was terrible. Yeah, I'm voice like, terrible. I'm like, do I really want to invest any time in this? And I thought, no, I'm, I think I'm good. Man, I, I'm disappointed that you didn't make it to the actual game because the game is is kind of fun. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of impression I got, uh, Ryan. Is I I I I felt like when I was playing the opening bit, I was like, is this what this is? I yeah, that, like, that opening bit is, sucks. This 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 doesn't seem very because I'd. I, I, in all honesty, I hadn't really seen a huge amount about Outriders. I knew it was Square Enix, and I knew it was a bit of a looter shooter. But I, and it was made by the people who made uh, Dictates. Um, but I, I didn't um, kind of know much more about it, and, uh, and I sort of started playing. And I'm thinking, well, this is just feels like a bit of a uh, a poor man's um, Gears of War, and I know there's. You know, they did some stuff in Gears of War people could fly. Um, but uh, it just felt quite just very generic, very, um, yeah, just bland It would be the word, I guess, uh, I'd use. But, it just sucked, um, John. Let's just, let's just yeah. say it. it sucked. It sucked. And then, and then you kind of get, then you get your power. Then you kind of, uh, your, uh, the whole actual game part kicks in, which is essentially... Um, so I, they like are they like repeatable missions? A bit like Destiny, where you can go and repeat them, or I, I have um, no like, idea. I I was just basically going through like the missions each individually. Yeah, you get these missions, and uh, the idea is is that you, you go through from point A to point B, shooting things. But it, it it's about moving fast. It's about constantly going forward. It doesn't like you standing around doing nothing or just poking your head up over over cover um you've got these top three classes um there's four really sure. was there four there's four classes oh, okay. yeah i thought there was three no there's four there's the long range then you've got the mid range then you've got the melee and then you've got the tank oh okay i don't know. i picked the um fire guy because it's fire everyone likes fire um so uh, that those then you get these abilities that kind of are unique to that class, and but they they do sort of crowd control and um, health perks and various bits and pieces. It's quite fast paced, and it, it it seems okay. But I, I think it would definitely be more enjoyable if there's more than one of you. I think it definitely co op is a is going to be a big part of uh, the fun of that game. So um, that will be interesting to see whether or not. Um, it holds up, and whether it's got that longevity. I mean, let's face it; this they're touting this as a live service game, and they haven't exactly got the best track record when it comes to live service games to Square. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how they how they handle this one differently to how they handled Marvel. Well, I hope um, it's good because they're breaking Marvel this week. I don't know if you saw the news. Yeah, so I've a lot of people are a bit. I, you know what? I I can see their point. A lot of people are a bit annoyed about it. A lot, well, very annoyed. Um, 
I didn't realise that your levels are static, so you t- it's just as quick to go from level one to two as it is forty nine to fifty. I didn't know that. I I didn't know that they were they weren't. Yeah, but that's not the problem. Before. They need to fix. No, it isn't the problem <laughs> they need to fix. Um, I was watching. I think they um, need to like, add a game. Well, they need to add. Well, some, they need to add like interesting combat for the loop because right now it's just the same. What if we? Fucking... What if we fought again in a bunker against robots? Yeah, wow. I was watching. Um, there's a YouTuber called Yong Ye, and he sort of comments on these sort of things. And uh, he made a good argument in the fact that uh, by doing this, that the, the fun stuff comes from when you actually level up your character and you unlock all of their abilities. That's when it becomes fun. So by making that bit harder, you're taking the fun out of the game. So, yeah. but I, again, it's um, yeah, you get the that's this week, isn't it? You get the um, the X it's and X next week. And, uh, PS5. Oh, next week. PS5 yeah, next stuff. Week. And, and um, yeah, so um, I probably won't do anything with that because I played that for a bit. and found I'll it probably before. boot it up and be like, oh, this looks a lot better. Bye. Mate, no, delete. <laughs> um, I played some Capcom Arcade Stadium, which um, after we spoke uh, two weeks ago where I played like a bit of that, um, I, I got the code for review for the full for the full package, um, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, it definitely uh, tickles that nostalgia itch that um, people of my age get. <laughs> You're probably the same, Ken and Ryan. And yeah, Drew. for sure. Um, yep. Those amount of times that you spent money on a arcade game like Street Fighter or uh, Forgotten Worlds or 1943, those type of games that just sucked you sucked your silver right out of your pocket um it, it brings back very very fond memories of, of that it's a very good collection to be fair um the review i've i've done and that will hopefully be up at this week and uh, my only real complaint was that um it it was um and it, it wasn't a complaint for me because i got the code but it, i wish i'd have given people the option to buy games singularly instead of either a, in as a whole or in one of three packs um i mean it's not expensive the, the whole pack you know the whole lot it's like 30 odd games it's like 40 dollars it's not it's it's not super expensive but but still there will be people out there who probably think oh i only want the the three street fighter games or i only want uh the ghosts and goblins game or and it's a shame that you can't do that maybe they will offer that down the line but um but it's a, it's a lot of fun um, the version I played on the Switch, uh, pretty flawless, ran really, really smoothly, and um, and also took advantage of the the Switch features. So, for example, on games where, like for example, nineteen forty two or three, um, where the in the arcade the screen was vertical, you could actually flip the Switch on its side and play it that way, which I thought was quite quite cool you know just a bit of immersion makes more makes more use of the screen real estate which was quite good um <clears throat> so that's fun uh it's certainly worth picking up just to try out the free game because they give you 1940 i can't remember if it's 1940 what two or three free i mean it's all the same shit but yeah yeah so there's a <clears throat> going from bottom to top but yeah but it's worth a download um and i think that's that is also you say that's coming to 
uh, other platforms as well if it hasn't already. So yeah, the PR the PR is funny because they announced it for the Switch, but in the PR it says coming later to PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. I'm like, when? <laughs> yeah, probably a month or so. We're gonna know. Yeah, probably. It's just that you know that timed. I fucking hate exclusive bullshit. It drives me crazy. It's not, it's not so bad with the Switch stuff because it generally isn't a long time. I'm still. Well, it's not even the time. Sometimes is like it, it, it's not just the time. It's like not knowing. Like I'd almost bet you that within six months that Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected will be out on you know Steam and Xbox and PlayStation yeah. as well. But like they didn't even announce it, and we still we, we've had a new version of Final Fantasy announced, and they still haven't yeah. announced the PC or Xbox versions. And they're definitely going to happen. Oh, absolutely. They're, Square's not going to leave money. that much money on the table. No, they like money, of course they do. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually expecting something because that, that will be its year anniversary next month, so I reckon that that's when the exclusivity will um, end. So I reckon that will be a quick, um, it's out in the next week or so kind of thing. It'll be a quick kind of drop. So. Um, what else have I played? I uh, played some more Fortnite. Obviously, because we're not. Um, also, uh, a game called Neoverse, which is on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's on the Xbox, so I played it. And that's like a deck building RPG game. Have anybody played Slay the Spire? I have. Oh, Drew's back. It, Welcome back, Drew. Yeah, sorry, I had to deal with something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's toenails. Um, <laughs> it, it's, Jesus. it's like. It's like Slay. It's exactly like Slay the Spire, um, except it's like a futuristic um, action anime, Japanese styley type. That's a, that's a lot of like adjectives there. Yeah, it's it's it's. Whereas like Slay the Spire's got this very unique look, like hand drawn kind of look, very static in the movements. Um, this doesn't. This is uh, very much. Uh, uh, a, f- uh, a full-on graphical type game, I guess. Um, still, you've got f- four classes. Um, each have their own style of play. Uh, you can't unlock... They're not all unlocked to start off with. You have to start off with one playing through that. It is incredibly like Slay the Spire, but I'm actually enjoying it. Um, well, like I did Slay the Spire, I guess, but um, it's it's fun. It's, uh, you know, you... Uh, you have a deck of cards that you get randomly selected at the start of each run. It's a roguelike in the in the uh, uh, in the same vein that uh, that slightly say the spy was. You start off with relatively easy enemies. You work your way up, picking types of rewards and challenges, and then as you beat the enemies, you go to a boss, and and, and all that stuff it gets progressively harder. And then when you die, you you go back and start your run again. But you unlock stuff as you as you progress that you can like you can unlock new cards that you can add in that can be added into your deck and, and things like that. Um yeah that's not bad. If you've got Game Pass it's worth trying. It's on uh Xbox and uh, PC, like Windows PC for Game Pass. So that's that's pretty good. Um and I think that's that's it. I played a little bit of a game called Puss. Um <laughs> I'm not sure what to make of it. It's it's um has it, can anybody remember those things? Those like that, like um, that, like not off that description. 
and I can't, I'm trying to think of the word for it, but there was like a, a game that you could play. I used to find it as a, a player that as a kid where you had like a metal bar with a loop around it and you had to move the loop without touching the sides. Essentially um, irritating stick. An irritating stick. It's, it's that, but in video game form. Okay. Yeah, you use the left stick uh, to control uh, a cat head. Your puss. Um, a puss. <laughs> um, uh, along these various levels of mazes. Uh, some are simple, some are a little bit more complicated. Um, and you get from one point to the other to clear it, and you don't touch the sides. That's that's, that's practically it. Um, that's literally irritating stick, the PS1 game. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was actually a video game. Yeah, yeah. you take it, like it's based off, I think, a Japanese game show. But you had a large metal rod that you had to bring through these these yep. long corridors, and if you touch the sides, it, of course, doesn't well, zap it's, you. It, but yeah, it's like um, it's, published by Jalico. Remember Jalico? What? Nope. Nobody remembers Jalico. All right. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember Jalico. Jalico. What do you want me to say? This is the equivalent of one of those Facebook posts. Do you remember cassettes? You do you remember, remember having to wind them back with the, the eraser of a pencil? Yeah, I do. Fucking Jalico. Wow. Thanks, Ken. You're welcome. So, it's that. Um, I've not had a huge amount of fun with it. It seems like a bit of a one-trick pony, but I'll give it a go. Uh, I've got that to review as well. So One-trick plus. One trick plus. Um, I can't think of anything else. I'm sure I have played some stuff in the last two weeks, but nah, that'll do. All right. I'll, I'll try Drew again. Yeah, I'm here this time. <laughs> Go ahead, John. I was just going to say something. I'll tell you what I did find. I have pre-ordered that Xbox X headset. That'll be interesting. Yeah, you have to let me know how it is. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I got two... Like two hundred dollar turtle beaches. I'm good. Yeah, we don't. I don't get to do that. I thought it would be quite nice because they they look very nice. So I thought, well, let's give them a try. I happened to find a place I can pre order. I can pre order them where they still had stock. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you know how they are. Okay, Drew. Okay, so <clears throat> I uh, finished up uh, Yakuza Zero. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it is. Already? So, yeah. Christ. Yeah, it's about 30 it's hours. Well, that if you exactly. go to the story, it's about 30. Yeah, he, he skipped all the, the good side stuff. I, I did a good amount of the side stuff. Yeah, but you didn't touch half of it. Oh, probably not. But no, I I, um, I really enjoyed my time with that game. Uh, they uh, it, I said it on Phoenix Down. I'll say it here, too. They could have done a little bit better job with that ending. They really should have just led right into Yakuza 1. In fact, redo the, the first cutscene of Yakuza 1. Because that is... I mean, you're in the past. Why not just go ahead and finish up and get... Alright, we're right here now. And it would it would leave on a great cliffhanger. But they didn't do that. Uh, but still a fantastic game. Um... To be honest with you, as much as you play as uh, Kiryu in that game, I feel like Majima is actually the star of that game. Well, I mean, his intro in that game is still one of the best introductions to a character ever. Yeah, because everybody knows Majima is a crazy person. 
And the way he acts in that opening cutscene, I'm like, what? This isn't Majima. Yeah. Then it, then it, then it takes a big old left turn. and. Yep. But the, the good thing is they show you what makes Majima act the way he does in this game. Yeah. The so, game is very, very good. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a very good origin story. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was fantastic. Um, I, um, have started our next Phoenix Down game, which is Lost Odyssey. Oh. Playing on the Series X, um, it cleans up pretty good. I think it, I think it looks pretty good. I mean, it doesn't have any enhancement. No, but I mean, it's just, it seems like it's, the loading screens are almost non-existent. Well, if you're playing it off the internal hard drive, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, yeah, which oh, is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, like anything you put on there is going to load in like no time. Yeah, it's like two seconds. But uh, yeah, that game's uh, that game's still pretty solid. I've already did one of the stories. Made me tear up. <laughs> one of the, those stories, man, that uh, the memories that uh, Kaim has. Oh. That's the, yes, that's the, that's that game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it wasn't it like by some Final Fantasy people. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I, I vaguely remember playing that game when it first came out. It's a I couldn't fantastic get fucking I game. I, I something bugged me about the combat system. I can't remember what it was. There's the ring system where you have to. Every time you attack, there is the a ring that slowly goes into another ring, and you have to match it up to do extra uh, damage or something like that. Yeah, I think that might have been it. I can never get the hang of that. I think that's something that I couldn't get grips with. Yeah. Other than no. that, it seemed okay. Yeah, this is a tremendous story. But, um, yeah, we started that up. Um, going to try to <laughs> – that's a long game. Yeah. But we're going to try and knock it out. Uh, and while I was waiting for things to install, I tried out a few other games that I had on my hard drive. Uh, the first one being, and I reviewed this game a long time ago, and I was like, I kind of feel like playing a strategy game of some sort. So I started up This War of Mine again. That game is very intriguing, but that game is also hard. Depressing yeah. as hell. Yeah. I mean, that game is just hardcore. Like, I, I, you know, every night you go out and you try to get, you know, materials or food or something like that. And I ran up on this house and it was just like a, a old man and woman married couple. And I went in and, and I was like, I got to have food because I'm going to starve to death if I don't. So I just started stealing their food and they just kept yelling, get out, get out. And then when I leave, then that character is like sad for like 10 days. And he's like, I can't believe I just stole food from an old couple. Way to go, Drew. Yep. And then, you know, eventually I got to the point where I was like, I don't care about any of these people. I'm just going to, you know, if I see somebody, I'm going to kill them and take their things. I, I, you know, people get invested in, in video game <clears throat> things like that where they get sad. And I'm just like, man, I, I can't. It's just a video game. I'm murder everybody. I don't care. Yeah, but the, it affects your characters if you do. Yeah, see, that's what I'm like. I don't want to play you. If if I'm not guilty, my character shouldn't be guilty. Well, I don't care. It doesn't work that way in real life. <laughs> it's a video game, Drew. 
I know that, but it's supposed to be like real life stuff. I don't want to play real life. I want to play a video game. Well, fine. I want to shoot demons in hell. But, uh, well, you don't do that in this war of mine. Oh, no, I do it in Doom. I do. But, uh, yeah, I think it was, that's a solid game. It really is. Um, it's, it is a difficult game. Uh, if you get into combat, you've got about two chances before you're dead. It's, it's, it's one of those, like, if, if you, if you have a crowbar and the other guy's got a gun, you're kind of screwed. Well, I mean, that's like real life. <laughs> yeah. So, I did play some of that. And then I forgot that I had purchased for like five bucks the Burnout uh, Remastered. Oh yeah, my son wants Burnout that. Paradise. My, my son wants that for the Switch, and I keep forgetting that it's like fifty dollars on the Switch. Do not do that. Do like, not. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm just like, you sure you want that game? You don't want that game, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you play enough of that game. You don't want that game. That game's good though. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat there. I, I just loaded it up, and I was like, "Okay, let's see, what, let's see what we can do here." And I was like, "Man, I, I still got these roads memorized. Like that's one of the games I actually platinumed on uh, PS3 back in the day." Um, and I still had everything like to a T. Remember every turn, stuff like that. And I sat down and played for about an hour and a half. I was like, "Okay, all right, I, I'm I'm still digging this game. Still, still good really good." Game. Uh huh. Still really good. It's on Game Pass now. Yeah, yeah. I purchased it a long time ago. Probably like I, I, it was no more than five dollars. Yeah, it's on Some sale kind of st- on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox all the time for five dollars. Yeah, so I, I bought it there. I was like, yeah, this is a good game. And man, I am, I'm invested in this again. Um, I played two. Rounds of Battlefield One for a quest. I installed that, and then I saw what the quest was. I was like, "Nope, delete." And yep, and I did those two, and I was like, "Maybe I'll get lucky and get on the the team. That's that's the MVP team." No, it didn't happen, and I was like, "I don't want to play this game anymore." Yeah, nah, I'm so, good. So, yeah, not to mention it's goes. like eighty gigs. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also it's two hundred points, which is a good amount. But I'm just like, nah, this is too. This is worth too much. So the, the rest of the quests this this month were fun. You got to play ten matches of Injustice. Yeah, and then I booted up Shadow Warrior two, and I forgot how good that game was. Yeah, yeah, I did that as well. Yeah, like those. It does. Those it, it does not take long to do that Shadow Warrior one. Well, no, because you get tons of money in that game, but that game is stupid fun. Yeah, it's dumb. It's that game is dumb. It's supposed to be dumb. His name is Lo Wang. I know. But, uh, yeah, he bursts <clears throat> off into song half oh, yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how much of that game you played, but eventually you get, like, this this character that's with you the whole time, like this spirit, and they're constantly bantering back and forth, and it's just hilarious. I didn't play a lot of it. I got the qu- the quest, and I was like, I got other games I need to play. Oh, that game was good, though. I, I wish they would enhance that game for, for Series X, because, man, it just still does not run or look very good. It does not look good at all. Yeah, like, that game could look a lot better if they if they would have, like, updated it for these new machines. Yeah. I did that. Uh, oh, uh, more Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, yeah, that's a video game. 
It is a video game. That's a solid video game. That is that is solid. That is. I am very interested in that. Of you know my love for, for Persona. Then you should probably pick this up, John, because it is legit a sequel to Persona Five. Oh wow! It takes place about a year after the events of the of Persona Five. Uh, some of the kids are now in college. Some of them are still in high school, um, and a whole new thing is is going on. Um, but isn't this? Um, it's it, a Muso. Uh, isn't a Muso game though? This is my problem. Is it's a Muso game? It, it, it is, but it is not your traditional Muso game. It's Musona. So, yeah. It, <laughs> so you can straight up use your persona. You can you you actually when you pull out your persona, you can like choose abilities like you know Zio or or whatever to to attack enemies. So everything that's in the turn based game is there. So if a if a enemy is weak to electricity, you can zap them, and now they're down. You can do a one more attack. You can do an all-out attack, which hits a whole bunch of guys at one time. So there is a ton of strategy involved with this game. Um, at the at the same time, you are just hacking and slashing, but there's way more that you can do in this game. Um, also, standard Muso games give you this giant map, and you go from different sections of that map. Which and, is what and I hate the most about Muso games. You don't do this in this game. You, you, oh, you're okay. you're going through essentially what is a dungeon. Now, some of them can be large, but it's not like you're trying to take control of maps and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the part of the Musa games, because I don't mind a hack and slash game. That's fine. But it's like, oh, you've got to go all the way over to this corner of the map, clear out them. Oh, they just go all the way back to the corner where you were and do all of that again. That's what I yeah. kind of didn't like. And so far, I have not ran into any of that. It is a straightforward, you're going through a dungeon kind of thing, but it's all hack and slash. There is tons of cutscenes in this game. I mean, it is a Persona game. They, you even go day to day. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's, it's, it's straight up all of that. Um, it's on PC. I'm going to have to pick that up. Yeah, I, I, you being a fan of Persona, I think you'll still like this game. Okay, thank you. Yeah. But it's, it's a solid, solid game. Like, it, it really is. Uh, the music is fantastic in that game. That's uh, you hope that would be. It's Persona mixed with Dynasty Warriors music, so it's 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 really good. It's funky and it also has some metal tracks in there too. It's really good. Is Lubu uh, in the game? Lubu is not in the game so far. Damn it! Or the Yellow Turban Rebellion. <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm not I'm not that far into it yet. Is Magala in the game? Magala, Morgana, Maga- Morgana, yeah, yeah. At the very beginning, that's when that's one of your first party members. <laughs> I I might have to pick this up. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the first dungeon you go through is Joker, Skull, and Morgana, and uh, yeah, I mean, this you you accidentally get stuck in this place, and you're like, how the hell do we get out? And then you meet a new character who uh, is actually an app on your phone, but turned into a human. While you're in the metaverse, mm. it's cool. Like this game's like legit. Okay, I, um, yeah, I'll give that a go because again, the the whole Persona Five just, I just love that to bits and that whole universe, the whole kind of. Uh, there's something about it that I just love, so uh, I think it'll be worth picking up. Now, keep in mind, this game is is a little bit more straightforward than Persona is. It's not as open 
as the Persona games are. So no. as far as as far as doing social links or getting a job and stuff like that, you're not really going to see much of that. This is a straightforward story. No, that's fine. I mean, again, I I don't mind it being a muso if if it doesn't have that again that hot that hold um, just. That seemed to me as a Musa game, aimless going from one point to another. If there is something more structured to it, and if you've got some strategy added in to, to the types of enemies that you and attacks you're using, then that seems a lot more interesting than to me the standard yeah. Musa. Yeah, this is this is definitely a, something different. Um, but John, I mean, before you purchase anything, I'd, I'd at least take a look at a couple of gameplay videos. You know, it, particularly something that goes a little bit deeper in than I am. I'm only probably about three or four hours in this game. Um, but um, look at like maybe something that's, you know, halfway through the game and just see how it plays out because they may add that stuff later on. I'm not sure. So far, I have not run into any of that. It has been straight up dungeons. Which again goes into the theme of the theme of the uh, Sony games. So. Yeah, I mean, okay. you're, going, you're going through palaces and stuff like that, and you're trying to steal the person's heart, you know, like you do in Persona 5. For sure. Okay, I'm, my kind of that's piqued my interest. Thank you. Sure. Uh, other than that, I can't think of anything else. I don't, I don't, I don't think there is anything else. Alright. Well, I'll move on to Anthony. Alright, um... Yeah. Yeah. So, I have played Mighty Fight Federation. Did I get that name right? I feel yes. like I always get it wrong. Yeah. Yes, perfect. So, Miriam is not in the game yet. No, it's this fall, time. I think. Yeah, so I'm disappointed because I love Miriam. I love Bloodstained. Um, but Ukulele is in there. I think, though, uh the standout character of what the hell is this character doing here is definitely uh toe jam and Earl. <laughs> um, because I, I guess they're, even their audio seems like it's not to the same quality as everybody else's, but, um, yeah, it's a pretty good game. Uh, yeah, I think you were right to say that it feels more like smash brothers than it does. Um, uh, power stone. Power Stone, but I'd even argue it's like, because like from the angle, I was like, oh, you know, it kind of reminds me of the uh, Kunio games, uh, River City um, Melee Match, uh, or is it Mock? Isn't are those characters coming to that game? Yeah, well, Kunio and Ricky are coming to the game, and it's like th- th- those games. So there's there's a spinoff of River City where it's just fighting. But even those have items. This game doesn't have items to pick up in arenas. It's straight fighting. Um, I I like it. I think, though, I prefer the original characters for this game, like, surprisingly. Um, I think they are really fascinating visually, and they're... I played as the guy that's the Canadian Prime Minister... Um, <laughs> living out your fantasies there. I didn't know he was Canadian until it started up his. Um, I have to find out his name. I I apologize for the moment, the moment, but um, isn't it Justin Trudeau? Yeah, uh, no, I meant the character in the game, um, <laughs> Billy Strikefist. I mean, that's a great name. It is, and and all of his lines are so stupid, and 
he's cleaned up Canada <laughs> by punching everyone that does crime. Oh, um, someone's going, including just like littering. Um, yeah, I I was impressed by the characters. They have you do the tutorial as Heckbane, which is a swole werewolf. He's got a belly shirt on. Bro. Well, I think it's supposed to be his normal tank top, but that he's grown bigger than. <laughs> I sunglasses and shit. Yeah, and he and he chugs like a can of like Red Bull <laughs> as one of his specials. It's dumb, but it's fun. Um, I I'm really impressed by the the character designs again of the original. I played originally um, when I started played as a character called Toonstone who is a skeleton cowboy with a scythe that is also a guitar. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they're dumb. It's fun. I'm impressed by the game. I I think there's some polish that needs to be done, though, because I was doing... I lost my first um, free-for-all, which is where they have four characters on the screen fighting. Because the camera got glitched outside of the building that we were fighting in, so I couldn't see anything. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's it's dumb fun. I I think, uh, like it's pretty easy to pick up and play. But there's also a lot to like learn. I was doing pretty well at um, you can't you can't you don't have a sheet you don't block so you just sort of parry attacks. I was uh, I was finding like little nuances in the combat system, but because that's all there is, there's no way to like kind of game it because there's no items. Um, yeah, I was having a good time with that. The other game uh, that's relevant, I'm not going to keep bringing up the same stuff I play every week. Um, is I want to say it's pronounced Nosia, but with a G in the front because it's not G E. So it's, I don't think it's pronounced Genosia, but that's a new game that came out from um, Playism on Switch. Apparently it's a cult classic Vita game in Japan. And uh, I have feelings about it. The The main idea that they are selling this game off of, and I, I just, if you want to go into it blind, here's your warning, I suppose, but I would suggest listening to it because I feel like the advertisements and what is shown from them is not necessarily indicative of what the product is. So it's a visual novel among us is how it's kind of being sold. Uh, So obviously it's single player, but that one of the crew members is an alien called a Genosia or Nosia or whatever. Anyways, and you have to figure it out. But, and this is Ken's favorite word, uh, it's randomized. God damn it. Yep. So, you don't really get the details of it. You have to just kind of, I hate to say it, guess who it is. Um, there are mechanics at play, like, if you speak up too much you start to look suspicious. So you kind of have to know how to play it. But the options you have to start are doubt. So you can point at someone and say, I don't trust this person. Or you can defend, and that's where you point at another person and you go, I trust them. 
And that's it at first. Because there's also an RPG stats system. And so all those stats can be upgraded every time every time a round ends, you get experience. This gets a little confusing, so just stay with me. I'm already confused. Yeah. So the way they're selling this game is that you're playing Among Us by yourself. That is not really the case. You are in a time loop that is not always the same. Things change from loop to loop. And you are trying to figure out why you are stuck in the loop, as is everybody else. But they don't know they're in the loop. Only one other NPC knows you're you're in this time loop. And you're both trying to figure it out. But in every loop, you still have to play the Among Us sort of game. And it is like playing Among Us with idiots. You can be like, it is clearly this person. Look at how they're pointing at everybody else and saying they're guilty. It's this person. And the moment you point it out, everybody's like, you're acting a bit suspicious. And then you get sent into the deep freeze. And then the round is over. And you get minimal experience points because you didn't win. And sure enough, it tells you who was the imposters. And that person was the imposter. And that's what it's like playing almost every round. You have to add your... You speak up or you don't and it doesn't matter because as soon as they start railroading you, that's it. It's over. Um, and there, there's so many mechanics to this, this fucking game. So the RPG system, you change things like, oh, uh, you are uh, able to say something and more people believe you. Or you're allowed to, you're, you can say something and you don't draw as much attention to yourself, which is your stealth stat and you can upgrade those stats and there's like six of them so here's this visual novel that has a full rpg stats system that is relevant but the dialogue really never changes from loop to loop because there can't be any specifics because it's randomized it doesn't doesn't end there then there's a bunch of positions people can have, and that'll change from round to round. And so every so there's like you do it over the course of so many nights because at your max there's twelve crew members, and you can have up to six people be imposters. And you can set all this at a certain point. And I'm sorry, I'm losing I'm losing focus as my brain dies a little bit trying to explain this game. It's it's a fun game, but I feel like if you're going into it expecting well-written plot you aren't going to get a lot of that because a lot of it has to be randomly generated for this loop to work there is there are things that happen that are extremely interesting and you do get a little bit more control when you start playing care uh positions like doctor which can tell if someone that you've put into the deep freeze was human or not or engineer who can check every night to see if someone is human a single person um and every night, one person might get killed by the imposters. And you can play as an imposter sometimes in this loop. Uh, it's fascinating when it wants to tell the story, but when it's not telling the story, you're just kind of in this, all right, I have to do well enough. I have to convince enough people that I'm right or convince enough people that I'm not the imposter, if that's the case. And... 
I can understand why there's a cult following, but boy, 99% of the characters in this game can be shot out of the airlock. They are annoying. You reading the same stuff is kind of irritating anyways, but like when it's people that you do not like in a video game, it's just even worse. It is interesting. I don't know if I would pay full price if I was you. I did. Um, But it's something to kind of keep in mind. Now, I've been told about another game. I have to just pick up my Switch for a second and figure out the name of it. Um, It is called Raging Loop, which is kind of funny because Nosia uses the term loop as their rounds. Um, That is apparently a more written experience like they've actually wrote out a plot and when you fail to do it you go back into the loop from what i've heard but it isn't what i expected it to be i am enjoying my time i've been talking to others about it there is a bit of structured dialogue to get through these story moments and learning more about each character is interesting but at one at some point you you have to do the round a specific way to unlock more of the story to get further on, which might include having to boost your stats so you can use certain skills during the conversation period. If I've lost you, yep, that's exactly what this game does. Uh, It it does a bit better of sort of bringing you in, but you will be irritated because it drip feeds you all the parts of just common deduction. So that's that's what I've been playing. All right, next next person, because I just murdered this conversation. Everybody's silent. All right. Say say what now? Sorry, you missed that. Too busy. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. Huh. Um, move on to the wombat. All right, so I'll be pretty brief. Um, I played the. Outriders demo, as previously mentioned, I, I did not like it at all, and so I stopped playing it. Um, that's the end of that. Um, and to me, I know, uh, John, you said it reminded you of um, Gears of War. It, it was much more like Mass Effect combat to me. Um, well, I can get that, yeah. I can I can see that. I can see the... Uh, the except... There, yeah. Except that it, I just didn't like it. Um, Fair enough. So, um, the and I know that you know people say that I should go back and play it and give it a chance and go a little bit deeper. But the last thing in the world I'm looking for right now is another game as a service. Um, so I'm, I think I'm okay. Um, I have played almost exclusively uh, since the last time I was on the podcast, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I am. Uh, seventy nine hours in, I think. Cool. So, you, um, so you're out of the tutorial finally. <laughs> I am out of the tutorial finally. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm almost done. Um, with it, and the more the game has gone on, the more I like it. Um, uh, compared to its predecessors, um, I'm really, really digging the story. So, um. It's. I love, and I'm, I'm curious to see what happens now that there has been a trilogy of these. Um, they have, uh, I mean, f- folks who have listened to the show for a while or who know me know that I'm a, I'm a pretty big nerd when it comes to mythology uh, from around the world. And they have really kind of staked a claim these last three games at um, 
not only putting the game in settings that have um, a strong, well-known mythology associated with them, from ancient Egypt to ancient Greece to uh, Norse mythology. Um, And so I'm really interested uh, to see if the story continues to tie itself in as much with that as it has the last three games. So um, I don't know if you saw, but I read a rumor of what the next one is. I think it leaked. Really? Yeah. I, I have not, I have not seen. I, if, um, if the leak but, is true, I'm 110% on board with that game. Okay. I'll, um, I'll wait until after I finish this one before I look at that. Um, but yeah, I, so, I'm, go ahead. I, I wanted to ask you now that you've put this amount of time into Valhalla out of the big three that you just mentioned, which one do you think is going to turn out to be your favorite? Yeah, it's, it's really tough. I was thinking about this earlier today. I, it, I think, um, it's a mixed bag. So I, I still think that, um, in terms of character that Bayek was my favorite, um, and his sort of personal story uh, was was really good. I think in terms of the setting, um, that Odyssey was the best. Uh, and I think in terms of combat, that Odyssey was the best. Um, but I, I think in terms of story, uh, I, I like this one the best. Um, yeah. It it um, I feel like it's it it tells the most compelling story. Um, I, I, you know, I like the combat in this one, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of the stamina system that they put in. Um, and it, if this one, the loot isn't as appealing, I don't think, uh, you know, I'm still using now you, you upgrade everything, but I'm still using essentially, um, mostly the same weapons and armor that I was using at the very beginning of the game, just upgraded versions of them. Uh, whereas in Odyssey, it was like a constant parade of new and interesting loot. Um, that just really hasn't been the case here. Um, so yeah, that's, I know it's kind of a complicated answer, but it's, I, I wouldn't say any of the three stands out to me as like head and shoulders above the others. They just each do something better than one of the other three. Gotcha. Just curious on that one. I still haven't played any of them, and I don't want to play. I don't want I, I, like the the end goal is to play Odyssey, but I don't want to play Odyssey before I play Origins because everybody says if you play Odyssey before Origins, you boot up Origins and say I don't want to play this because it plays differently. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it? It doesn't. Um, Origins definitely doesn't the combat's not as good as odyssey um i the it's a shame because the um egypt is an amazing setting um and like i said um bayek story uh is really really good um but it would be hard to go back and play just as a video game um so I, i can respect that you if you play odyssey here or um origins here's what i'll say it's um it is and now I haven't finished Valhalla yet. Um but as I sit today, I think the story in Origins is probably the most important as it relates to the overall 
sort of Assassin's Creed mythos. Um, and it, it's the you will really enjoy the story. It's also the shortest of the three. Um, I feel like I mostly did story stuff in Valhalla. I mean, I I've done the Order of the Ancient stuff, um, but even a lot of that is tied into the story. And I'm still at 80 hours. So Valhalla is not a game that you can like power through in a weekend. Um, it's maybe you're talking to the man who got Yakuza Zero done in 30. So you know. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's only because it was for Phoenix Down. Yeah, I mean, this game is, it's got a lot to it. Uh, I mean, a lot. And I, I have struggled so far to think. So just just to, to kind of, and I may have mentioned this before in discussion of the game, but the, the, the general sort of um, setup for the game is uh, you start out in Norway, and you and your brother um, decide to uh, go to England instead. And basically start a new life there and try to, um, you know, essentially try to take over the island. But at the very least, build yourself a settlement and a kingdom uh, in England. And so you spend most of the game um, building alliances with other uh, clans or kingdoms on the island uh, that can help you in the event you need help. Um, And so there are a couple of those alliances that looking back probably didn't you probably could skip and still get the good gist of the story um but i think there's a pretty important story mission that's kind of locked behind having all of those done um so i I struggle to think how you would skip any of them um and still get to the uh, a pretty important story beat so um that's i think what kind of adds a lot to the length but they're all enjoyable in their own way um they um they all sort of add uh to the the character of the game and the main character uh in their own way um but there are certainly a couple of them that are stronger than others have you played immortals phoenix rising i have yeah i'm uh i'm probably i don't know a third of the way through it okay uh it's it's next on my list to go through and finish after this one gotcha i just didn't know if how those compared? I think they're slightly different. Yeah, they this um, uh, Immortals plays a lot more like Odyssey than it does Valhalla. Um, if you like the way Immortals plays the combat, you'll like uh, Odyssey. I think I think I got it for you, Drew. Twenty twenty two, the year of the AC. So <laughs> I have. No interest whatsoever to go back and play any of the previous Assassin's Creed. We'll, we'll, we'll make Latin next year the, the new trilogy. The new trilogy? I mean, we could possibly do that. Um, or, well, you know what we could do? I mean, not like I don't know how, how how big are these games, essentially. I know Odyssey is giant. Yeah, Odyssey like, is like over 100 hours. Maybe in between Yakuza's we could throw in Assassin's Creed Origins. Origins, Origins you can finish in 40 or 50 hours. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's, we're doing that with Lost Odyssey right now. So, yeah, or, Origins Origins is definitely the shortest of the three. Hmm. I may I may try to convince Matt to do that. I mean, it, we'll see what happens. Origins um, is also the only game to have a Final Fantasy crossover. 
That's true, it does. Although I don't know that that's still active. I think it's just a quest in the world. Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was a timed quest. I don't know if it still exists anymore. I don't know. If I boot up my game, I still got my weapon, so I don't know if you can still get it. I don't know. So, yeah. so let, me, let me throw this question out there to you. With Origins, they released, what, two DLCs for it? They did. Yeah. Are those worth going through? I didn't play either one of them. I didn't either. I lost yeah. interest after I finished the main quest of Origins. Okay. Once I, I finished by X, once I finished Bayek's story, I didn't really care. Yeah, I heard I heard that the the one um DLC was really good and was a pretty uh important maybe a stretch, but it gives some more background cuz the I mean the the origins actually chrono- chronologically takes place between Odyssey and Valhalla. Um so in in Odyssey the Brotherhood of Assassins doesn't exist. Uh, and then the the whole point of Assassin's Creed Origins is getting to the point where Bayek and Aya create the Assassins. Gotcha. Uh, so I think the first DLC kind of delves into that a little bit more. Um, but I, I, I never played it, so I can't tell you if it's any good or not. I played the DLCs for um, Odyssey, and I liked them both. Yeah, I heard the Odyssey DLCs were fantastic. The second yeah. one is amazing. I need to finish it, but it's amazing. So the the other question I do have is, um, with uh, with Origins, I know. All right, so I don't know much about these games, but I know Origins or not Origins, but uh, Odyssey does kind of lean into the supernatural. A little bit. Does Origins lean into the supernatural? Yes and no. Okay. Um, it's hard for me to answer that without spoilers. Yeah. Um, but the uh, here's yeah. Um, yes, it does. Okay. Is is the way I'll put it. Um, but it's you got to understand. Am I going to be taking missions for like Anubis or something? <laughs> what's that? Am I going to be taking missions for Anubis or something? No, you're not. You don't take missions from Anubis, but um, there are there are pieces of that um, where it 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 dives into the mythology in a way that still feels connected to the Assassin's Creed universe. Okay, uh, is the way I'll put it. Odyssey, I feel like starts to get a little further out on the ledge. Um. But um, it all still, I feel like, kind of it. It it doesn't feel goofy, is the way I'll put it. Right. I know. Um, maybe you guys can tell me. Maybe you don't feel comfortable telling me about it. Uh, I played Assassin's Creed One. I played Assassin's Creed Two. I started Brotherhood and got about a, f- a third of the way through it, and I lost interest. Two, they started hinting at the whole the truth, which oh, was yeah. which was speculated to be Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. It was, but but, yeah. but there's yeah. more to it than that. Like they're escaping much, much, much more to it than that. It's it, what you're describing is essentially the foundational, um, uh, found the foundation of the entire series. 
um, even on to these three games. So, so, uh, so they are continuing. So these three games, this new trilogy, is still building upon that. Yes or no? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The, the entire premise of the series is built around what you're describing right now, and I have okay. trouble. I have trouble telling you what it is because if you ever do decide to go back and play those games, there's some joy in the discovery. And if you somehow have managed to not be spoiled on what that is, um, it's quite honestly pretty incredible. <laughs> so, okay. I, I've uh, never I, been spoiled on it. I always thought, I was like, is this Adam and Eve? And then I got, and Assassin's Creed 2, I did every single thing I could in that game. Like I, I got, I got the, the whole truth sequence and watched the whole thing. And I was like, Okay, so Adam and Eve's escaping an aliens world or something. <laughs> aliens, and, yeah. man, it's aliens. Oh, that's yeah, what so, I was thinking. So, so the 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 Atio trilogy, Brotherhood, uh, Assassin's Creed Two, Brotherhood, and then um, Revelation, um, they have what I will call a um, an arc uh, that that really opens up what all that is about, and then it ultimately gets that piece of the story arc kind of gets uh, um, resolved by the time you get to, um, uh, I guess by the time you get through Black Flag. Uh, and then you, well, no, I actually probably by the time you get through three. And then Black Flag kind of starts another side kind of story arc, but they all ultimately tie back to the same thing. Right. Um and again, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty incredible to me that you haven't been spoiled on it. So I, that's as that's as much as I feel comfortable giving you. Because yeah. um, there's yeah, what you're describing though is is still a part of the series. The, the the only thing that I know, and this may be spoilers. I think it's spoilers for Assassin's Creed Three. I can't remember, but I know it. Uh, not Ezio, but uh, uh, Desmond. Actually, he he, he his storyline ends. He 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 perishes. That yeah, I mean that's a that is a um, that is yes, definitely a part of the story. The most but it's, anticlimactic it's, death in history. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the it, thing that got me. I was like, they were lead uh, the whole time I played these games. Like they're leading up to Desmond becoming like the next assassin in modern day, and then they're going to have a whole game with him in it. And then I heard that he just dies, and I'm like, what? Well, it's and, what so, but what he how he dies. Um, is also tied into all the rest of this stuff. Um, he dies. I can't really say it without spoiling anything. There's there's a really specific reason why he dies when he dies, and there's a specific reason why it was tied to the time period it was tied to. Um, and there are still, you know, chords of that running today, and there are still side characters from Desmond's time that are. Uh, in the games all the way up through now. So are people in this new trilogy going through an animus to... Yes. to yeah. Okay, so so uh, but you're playing as a different person, or do you ever see Correct. that person? Yes, you do. You're playing as a different person. Assassin's Creed 3 is the last one you play as Desmond. Um, you play as kind of faceless characters in um, Black Flag and uh, Rogue, and uh, actually and uh, Unity as well. What about yeah, the syndicate? syndicate? Syndicate, yes. Yeah, you're kind of faceless there, too. Yeah. They just introduced uh, Le- the new Layla character. Layla is the character. Yeah, yeah she's Layla from the is new the trilogy. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, so she she is 
Um, and it, the hook is a little different now where the hook before, so just quickly, the, the, the hook for the games, the Altair game and the three Ezio games and the Connor Kenway game is that they're all ancestors of Desmond. And that's why Desmond can access their memories, their genetic memories through the Animus. By the time you get to Black Flag and Rogue and Syndicate and Unity and all those, there's it's almost become a form of like tourism where Abstergo has, you know, memories that you can access and it's almost like digital tourism. Um Layla, who's the main the modern day character in this trilogy, has developed a way that if she can find someone's body, like their dead body, she can access their genetic memories through the animus that she has. So she's almost like, it's almost like a, a rogue setup now where they're, you know, doing it on location and places and kind of on the run a little bit. Um, so it's, it's, it's still through an animus, but it's different than it was in the first couple games. Gotcha. Okay. They, they kind of explored that with Desmond and Brotherhood, where he was kind of out on the run. He was outside of Abstergo. Yep. I remember that. Uh, I felt like that was intriguing, but it felt like it took so long to get there. Yeah. Right. Go ahead, Anthony. Uh, I was going to say, the, because while we were talking about the other ones, I was really angry when they kind of... Because for a while there, they really dropped kind of the through line in my opinion um like yes there was connections to the other games but i felt like black flag which was a lot of fun to play um i didn't play rogue and i've only played a little bit of unity um but i watched my dad play like all of them to be in the same room and i was like well it they got rid of the stuff that we're not talking about in front of Drew, does that make sense? Uh, they didn't. They didn't get rid of the stuff I'm not talking about in front of Drew. They minimized they the, min- the through line on the current day story, but that's and not the same as what I'm trying it, not to talk about with Drew. Right, but what I'm saying is it didn't. It felt more like there. I felt like the conspiracy portions of it and all that became less of that, and just be like, well, now you just get to play in the timeline. Like now you're a pirate. And it's like, that's cool. But then with the newer games, they've brought that back. I know that Odyssey really does, but they even even Origins? Yes. Yeah, Thank there's, God, there's definitely, cause there's definitely was... still, but, but like with, with, with Valhalla, you can't, I mean, you can go the entire game and very rarely play as Layla. Um, like, you kind of get forced out to her for a very short period of time at the beginning. Um, and then there's a couple little pieces where you play as her. You can back out and go play as her anytime you want to. Like, you can get out of the Animus anytime you want to and check uh, on what's happening there. But it doesn't force you out. Um, the, you know, I'm not the end here yet. And so I imagine it ends like the other ones do, where there's a big closing sequence in the modern day. But there's definitely a huge modern day component to Odyssey uh, at the end, particularly. Okay. I just I I was really irritated <clears throat> when um 
they had built up the the truth, as it were, and then the next couple of games outside of three um, didn't really that was not the focus anymore. Like it was such a big thing. And then they were like, well, nah. and then it's like, now Abstergo makes video games. And I went, what? <laughs> but I'm with you, Anthony. I think, um, I definitely think they dropped the ball when it came to the actual, um, the mystical stuff, the, the Adam and Eve stuff. Um, after three, once Desmond had been, his story arc had closed off. It felt to me that they'd kind of just, nah, people don't play it for that. And I was invested in that. I was actually really, I thought that was really cool. Um, but it's felt like that they thought, ah, no, people don't play it for that. Um, but from what I can gather with Odyssey, uh, sorry, Origins of this new trilogy, they have kind of put another stronger emphasis on the whole overarching story again. So. Something was spoiled in Odyssey that I know for a fact is connected, but it was just I I didn't I thought it was just because Odyssey was the weird game in the series, but it's interesting to know that Origins has that as well. And that that um sorry, Valhalla has that. So that that's what had me going with those games. I liked the the medieval stuff with the and all that, but like I really love the sci-fi elements. Yeah, the 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 big reveal in Assassin's Creed Two, which I mean, uh, I'll <laughs> I'll spoil it for everybody because it's now what ten years old at this point. It's a lot older than that, Drew. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but the the moment where you know Ezio finds what he's looking for and the spirit or whatever starts talking and the like. Talking to you were talking to Desmond, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is kind of cool." Yeah, that oh. that kind of stuff happens a lot um, throughout the rest of the the series, especially the new trilogy. There will be times where something will happen, and um, your character uh, in the in the past will say uh, something to the extent of, "I don't know what that means, but that message is clearly not for me." Um, and like so, like in this in Valhalla, I won't spoil anything. But your character goes to a place um, that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be in the game based on the time period, and he gets there, and there's a big door with a, a an orb keyhole, and um, it's the Final makes, Fantasy crossover. <laughs> he, he makes the comment that he, shows up. he makes the comment that this is you know this is clearly for someone else, not for me. Um, and so, yeah, that, that kind of through line, uh, although they don't necessarily, I think they do a couple times in Odyssey, make, um, make reference to who they're actually talking to. Um, but Odyssey actually turns, Odyssey is probably the, um, the most out there one so far, just with the way the, the story wraps up and, um, the connections there so and i know some of the stuff in the dlc too that's yeah. what i had spoiled fortunately yeah. all right <clears throat> we gotta move on yeah we've been talking about assassin's creed forever so well, it was a good conversation yep definitely yep. but you should play them for sure yes i want to I, I most certainly want to i really liked this this like the actual story 
the past story in Assassin's Creed Rogue. That was one of my favorite ones of the old style. Um, but I mean, Anthony and John are right. It, they're not. They're not as critical to go back and play. This new trilogy feels a lot more critical to me. Gotcha. Right. I, I like the idea of Syndicate. Uh, I I I flirted with the idea of playing that. There's some but weird as shit a self, in Syndicate. As yeah, as a self-contained game, though that that game has, I think, the best villain in the entire series. That's a great um, game, Syndicate. They really yeah. to, that's just because you're a limey Brit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, the, when the they th- have, when they have one in Canada, I'll let you have a game. <laughs> <laughs> the um. So the, the, the cool thing about um, Syndicate 2 compared to the others is um, in Syndicate, it's, it may be the – it's probably not the only one, but it may be the only one. I can't remember how your character starts Rogue. Um, but you – there's no like, oh, I discovered the assassins. Like your characters in Syndicate, the game starts, and they've already been assassins for a while. Um, which is kind of cool. It lets the story kick off a lot quicker. Yeah, outside of Altair in the original game. Yeah, that's sure a good that's, point. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. That's a good point. So I'm going to throw this out there and make it and just make an educated guess through the timeline and where it's set. Or I get the feeling that one, like you, you play as two different characters, a brother and a sister, right? Yep. Yes. They're discovering that an assassin has gone rogue and started killing people, and then that's the main villain, and it turns out to be Jack the Ripper. That's a DLC. That's not the main. That game. is a that is a DLC for the main game. There is and a Jack the Ripper DLC and, for the main game. That's not and, the main bad guy in the right. regular game. And gotcha. they don't bury the lead on it either. It's called Jack the Ripper DLC. Yeah. <laughs> it's right, right, right in the fine. title. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that, but I was I was just an educated guess. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else, Wombat? <clears throat> no, that's it. All right, I'll run through my hey, stuff real Chris, quick. He's trying to steer this conversation away. What's that? Yeah. You're desperately trying to steer this conversation away. Well, I mean, unless you want to be here for four hours, John. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> There's a lot of Assassin's Creed games. Yes, yeah, sir. You could literally do a podcast. You could do a series of podcasts just on those games. Well, it's time to talk about the PSP only. Oh, that game Blood sucked. One. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that game game's not great. good. I don't Liberation. like that game at all. Yeah, that game and is yeah. bad. And the... Wait, the PSP one? The the Revel the Louisiana? No, no, no. I'm talking oh, the one where you play as Altair. Oh, no, that, that one sucks too. Yeah, yeah, that one sucks. That's too. Bloodlines, isn't it? Yeah. And and then and then there's the Assassin's Creed 2 DS games. It's a weird 3D ish side scroller thing. There's, there's three there's the... side scrollers on the Xbox One and PS4. That that's Chronicles. Yep. All right. I'm going to run through these real quick. Um, anybody that follows my Twitter saw Warrior Boy for the Xbox. That game was $30. What is that game? It's, yeah, it was bad. It's like a third-person action game. So the, the the reason that I put a video on, on Twitter was like I was playing <laughs> it, and like it's just your normal 3D kind of action game where you're running around you know, stabbing people with a sword. And an enemy shot an arrow oh, at me. What's that? You mean like Assassin's Creed? Yeah, except Assassin's Creed <laughs> is good. <laughs> so, like, an enemy shot an arrow at me, and I ran up to him, and I hit him once, and once I hit him, he just stood there. He wouldn't shoot <laughs> at me. Oh, and watching it again, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a 15 for damage. 
Yeah, it looks like it says is. Is, is, <laughs> is, is, is. is. <laughs> that game. All the Unity assets that are clearly bought from different things because they do not blend together well. Oh my god, like, I, I uh, remember looking at this game on the store and it was like, it was $30.99 on sale. And I was like, oh man, there's got to be some quality to this. And I booted it up, I'm like, whoa. So that was on sale, $30. Yeah, that was on sale for $30.99. I forget what the original price was. God. It's bad. Um, I played The Lost Cube, which wanted to be a Super Meat Boy style. You know, here's a level, get to the exit kind of thing, and it just kind of plays like garbage. Didn't care much for that. Glitch Angels is a twin-stick shooter. Um, but as you kill people, you build up like this bomb. Nothing special, it was fine. Uh, Sir Love Lot is also another Super Meat Boy game where you collect a heart, and then once you collect the heart in the level, then the princess lets her hair down and you climb up her hair to the tower. Okay. <laughs> uh, I play a lot of indie games every week, John. It's pretty much what I played this week. Uh, Gravifier is a game where you're playing as this little alien, and you got to push blocks, and you can change the direction of gravity. It's interesting. It's not bad. I I want to just uh, quickly cut in with this great, great title because I wanted to see what Warrior Boy's original price was. And uh, by the way, it's not showing another price, so it doesn't show that it's on sale. It's just like thirty forty five. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, this this title of an article covering is really Warrior Boy is about a boy who is a warrior, and it's out now on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. Yeah. I don't know who made that game, and I don't. I don't think you should ever. It's make the only game. game. It's yeah. It's the only game that's made by that company. I trust me. I looked it up. My God, is it X enhanced? No, it did not require me to install it onto my Series X internal drive. Gotcha. Um, next game I play is called Cave Bad. Cave Bad. Cave Bad, and it is it's it's essentially a Bomberman clone, but you're going room to room. So, like, you go into a room and there's a puzzle to solve where you can drop a bomb and kill the enemies. You also have a pickaxe so you can dig through dirt. You collect coins and then every few rooms you can use those coins to buy upgrades. It's alright. Under the Jolly Roger is a ship strategy game. Uh, Not really my jam. Uh, I played that 3 out of 10 season 1. That game is cool. Oh, that's um, that's sat on my Epic library for a while because that was free on the Epic Store. So you yep. should check it out. Same here. It's it's an yeah, interesting okay. game. It's like a, you don't even have to play it. You can just watch it if you want to. But it's like a it's like a TV season where it's a developer that's creating a game, and it it's just super interesting how they play through it. It's it's got really good production value. It's got solid voice acting. Uh, the cutscenes look good. The art style looks good. I mean, it's it's a neat game. Um, the next game I kind of got wind of people were talking about online is like a Super Mario 3D clone Um, it's called Male Mole oh I've seen that yeah yeah the catch to this game though is that you're always underground um, and you jump up out of the ground and that's how you kind of do the platforming so you're always underground but if you want to break a block you gotta jump up and then do a butt stomp or you can jump up and launch yourself you attack enemies from below so you kind of gotta play with that in mind, like it's not like you're running and it, jumping, but it's like digging. It's, 
that's kind of reminds me of the way uh, Lucky moved from my, uh, Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah, but in this game, you're always underground. Move, always underground. Yes, you never. You only come up when you jump. And how is it? It's good. It's it's okay. It's fun. I I wouldn't exactly say it's like you got to go out and buy it, but it is a quality platformer. Um. Next game was Risk System, which has some really awesome artwork. It's like a side-scrolling shooter. The catch is, is that like as you, the closer you dodge the bullets, kind of like in Burnout when you do the the, the near misses, the closer you get to them, it builds up this meter that you can use to launch like this super bomb attack. This is a game that is not the first that has done this, but it has become like a like a trend with shmups. You don't actually fire your bullets. And instead, when you line up with an enemy, it auto-fires. And I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know that I liked it in the first game that I played it on, and I don't know that I like it in this game. Because when I'm playing a shmup, I constantly want to be either holding the button or tapping the button to shoot. And when you take that away from me, there's something about the way the systems work that doesn't feel right. So, I don't know. Um, Orbital Racer is a 360 degree racing game Reminded me a lot of Forsaken In the way it controls um, But it wasn't very fun <laughs> So there is that uh, Portal of Evil Stolen Runes Is a point and click adventure game With some of the worst Like cutscene resolution I've ever seen in a long time It reminded me of something you'd have played on like Windows 3.1 like, It's very blurry uh, and the voice acting is not great, but other than that, it's point-and-click game. You know, you click thing, open it, take item, use item against thing. <sighs> now, this next game I wanted to love, and it's a great game, but it's got a big flaw for me. It's called Kill It With Fire. It's the latest game from Tiny Build, and it is a game where you're going through a house trying to kill spiders, but at the same time, you're using ridiculous methods to kill the spiders. Like, for instance, you will get a flamethrower, or a giant hammer, or something like that. A machine gun to kill spiders. Cool. I saw the trailer. It lo- it's fun, but there is no option to invert the Y-axis, so I cannot play it. Is it a third-person <laughs> shooter or first-person? It's first-person. Gotcha. So I cannot play the game. I played through the first level. I struggled through the first level, let me put it that way. Um, but I don't understand how this is still a thing. And this isn't the only game. By the way, Warrior Boy does also not allow you to invert the Y-axis, but I don't give a fuck there because I don't want to play that. Well, surely it can't be that difficult. Yeah, it's just a toggle. I don't get why... There are so many... And I know it's a joke. Yeah, ha ha, play the right way. But there are so many people that play that way that if you don't add that, you're eliminating a large audience of people that yeah. can't play the other way. And yeah, I, just... I can't play. You, I can't play invert. invert. Yeah, I can only. Yeah, so it's exactly opposite for you. But it's yeah. Just imagine a game. Imagine a game that is inverted from the start that you can't change. I mean, you can't play it. No. It's just, I don't get it. I don't understand why it's so hard to add that option. There was another game that did that recently where it took them like two months to patch it. Well, what I don't understand Uh, more than anything is like... Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, that was hard for me to play too. They did patch that. Yeah, but that that was backwards though, right? It was the way that I play, but... Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. So I can imagine like people going nuts trying to play that. 
what I don't understand is that why this isn't at system level at this point. Well, you can set it system level. The problem that I have with that is that I've saved so many game saves. Like, if I switched it at the system level, I'd have to turn it off for every other game. And yeah. Which, by the way, the, the PlayStation 5, man, I, I love that nobody gives them shit for this, but those system level settings don't fucking work, by the way. <laughs> you know that thing Great. they got lauded for when they release a system? They're like, this is like the 360. Remember how you used to be able to set game defaults? Remember those worked? The PS5 ones don't work. I When I booted up Control... I have it set so that it runs performance mode and it runs uh, or it always picks easy difficulty by default. And when I booted up control, it did not have, well, control doesn't have a difficulty setting, so that one wouldn't have worked, but it defaulted to the ray tracing mode, not the performance mode. And it's done that but for several that, other it's, games. Isn't that a case of um, the, although it's this general setting, it is developer dependent. Well, here's the thing. When Microsoft did it with a 360, they made it part of their process. Clearly, Sony has not. Mm. Which, then why fucking add it? <laughs> That'd be like saying, well, you have to have trophies for this game, but you don't have trophies for this game. Like, how many games do you know that don't have trophies? Like, since they implemented the system. Zero. They all have trophies. Because it's a system-level requirement when you submit the game for approval, which is what Microsoft did with the 360 with the game settings. Clearly, Sony has not done that. So these things never... I've never found a third-party game that those settings work. Never. So what's uh, the fucking too point? too busy trying to sort out all of the um, uh, rest mode crashes. Oh, you, mean, you want me to go on about the HDR problem? You know, where everything is in HDR, even games that don't support HDR? They look like shit. Like John, I booted up Atler Ryza 2, which does not support HDR. And if you're running it in HDR, it washes out the colors. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen what having HDR on stuff that isn't um, built for it can, can do. But now, again, can't give them shit for it. Sony. Shit. Your Street Fighter Five was broken for four months. Anybody else notice that? No, of course not, because you didn't play it. That game was broken for four months. Well, it was, recently. I remember that. It was it was a bug. Sorry, Street Fighter V. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Street Fighter V was, has been broken for four months and nobody even cared. And it's a huge bug. What's wrong with it? So when you do a versus match, you know how it pops up on the screen, round one fight? Mm. Fight never went away. Fight never went away. Oh, wow. That is a big bug. Yeah. You're blocking... You know, ten percent, twenty percent of the screen, <laughs> and it was broken for four months. <sighs> I don't know. Microsoft and Nintendo yeah. have something broken for two days, and people are on the internet calling for their heads. This shit's been broken for four months. Well, not so much Nintendo. Anyway, last game I played was Dreaming Sarah. That's a cool game. It's like a little platformer where you go through and you collect items and use those items to solve puzzles. You get some platforming in. It's a cool game. Um, I checked out the Destroy All Humans patch. They put up a patch that unlocks it, makes it 60 FPS, added a bunch of skins. That game's still really good. Yeah, Series X and PS5 now run at 4K 60 and they added a bunch of new skins. 
So that's a nice patch. Uh, and they then they're doing the second one, aren't they? Uh, they're remastering the second one as well, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that's a rumor that they're remastering the second game, which would be cool. Must have um, been, must have sold enough. Sorry. Yep. Uh, I got a little Diablo itch, so I went back and started playing a, another character in Warhammer Chaos Bane. That game is still really good. If you like Diablo, you should check it out. And then finally, I played a bunch of Overwatch. And the only reason I bring it up is because Drew, I don't know if you've played, but you know, season twenty-seven was supposed to start this week. Yeah, they had to disable competitive <laughs> play for a while there. Well, it's still it's still going, but if you go into competitive play, it says season ends in less than a minute, and it was like that all weekend because there's a yeah. bug with season twenty seven, so it still hasn't started. Yeah. No. So, but I need to I need them to kick it over so I can do my matches so I can get my purple points because uh, at this point I'm just working towards everybody having a gold weapon because what else am I gonna do? I just, I, I have dropped off that game pretty hard. Hey, it was bound to happen eventually, right? Well. I still play once a week. Sometimes. Twice. I occasionally like to do like one or two matches, but not like I used to. Um, I meant to try out Maquette, but I have not. I need to. <laughs> that is the PS Plus game that I'm interested in checking out. The Xbox game with gold, I redeemed and didn't even download it. That's funny. Anyway, let's talk about what's coming out this week. We have got, for the new consoles, uh, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 4. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is getting its next-gen upgrade this week. Is that for just for PS4 5? No, or is it Xbox, Xbox and well? PS5, and also they're releasing a Switch version, which obviously will not be next gen enhanced. Mm. Uh, Doodle Devil Evolution, which I guess is the third game because Evolution starts with a 3 instead of an E. And that is all for the new consoles. Again, we're still not getting a ton of stuff. Uh, other games, we got Jinsu Skydrift, Neverwinter Sharandar, when is this weekend? The 12th? Um, that's it for that. Holy shit, slow week. Yeah, that's literally it for the new, or for the PS4 and Xbox One for the Switch. Of course there's more on the Switch. Let's pull up the Switch. Uh, Ace Strike, Noble Armada Lost Worlds, Apex Legends. Finally making it over to the Switch. Uh, A Day Without Me. Alchemist Simulator. Battle Brothers. Bishujo. Battle Cyber Panic. Bloody Bunny the Game. Bob Help Them. Chained. Cyanide and Happiness. Freak Apocalypse Part 1. Hall Pass to Hell. That's a long fucking title. Multi Quiz. No Reload Heroes Enhanced Edition. Smash Club Streets of Schminus. <laughs> the fuck? Stitchy in Tukey Trouble. Uh, as I mentioned, Crash Bandicoot 4 is finally coming to the Switch this week. We've got Drive By, but By spelled B U Y. No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2 Desperate Struggle Collector's Editions. Pink Man Plus and Sokodise. There's your Switch games for the week. 
Speaking of the Switch, let's talk about news. Do y'all see that rumor? Switch, Switch Pro? I can't fucking do this anymore. I just shut the fuck up about it, everybody. It's so annoying. <laughs> I mean, like... this one this one caught some traction because it's apparently they've got the manufacture date starting oh. in June. Um, there are development kits out in the wild, and according to the report, this thing will have an OLED screen supporting 720p in handheld mode and 4K when in docked mode. So. Metroid Prime Trill I just can't I can't do it, man. The only thing you should note is that if you are interested in buying one of these, tough shit. If you think the PS5 and the Series X are hard to get right now, just wait till Nintendo puts out a new Switch. I mean it's still hard to get a regular Switch, isn't it? No. Not, there's not gonna be another Switch. This this rumor comes out every two months. Why why is this one suddenly picking up traction? Well, because I saw a couple people that I trust when they talk rumors were like, Yeah, this is happening. Mm. So these are people that don't follow the normal like Metroid Prime trilogy bullshit, Bloodborne PC crap. Okay. So every well, t- just, I mean, I saw it and I thought, well, last year alone there were about four official rumors that it was this this new Switch thing was happening. Well, you need um, to know. You really so got to know who to follow to trust for the rumors. And when I see a certain person. <laughs> When I see a certain person like corroborate it, I kind of tend to believe it. It doesn't matter because it, whoever, if it gets enough traction, doesn't matter who starts it. The bigger sites will pick up on it. It's not and a, it's not a site. It's, anyway. it's a person that has. Yeah, been, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, like this person has been pretty spot on about all of the stuff that's come out over the last couple of years. So when they go into a Twitter, you know like, explanation of how this thing was working, I kind of start to believe it. I just don't understand. I don't understand. What I don't understand is, one, why they need one. Um, It's not as if that thing doesn't sell in its current form. Um, It's outselling everything, the Switch. Mm -hmm. So I don't see why they would want to muddy the waters with more confusion with another model that probably... um, There'll only be certain games that will play for it, just like with the 3DS, new 3DS or whatever. Um, it doesn't seem like a, a, a smart move. It's not as if anyone is clambering for 4K visuals on their Switch. Um, uh, I don't they know don't about that. Do anything wrong. <laughs> I'm clambering for 4K visuals on my Switch because when I play the Switch, even with my M Classic, like when I play a game on the Switch compared to when I play them on these new consoles, I kind of want it to not be as blurry. Yeah. I, mean, I think there are Doom Eternal on the Switch, John? Uh, you don't play Doom Eternal on the Switch. You play well, Super I did. Mario on the... Oh, okay, let me, let, me, let me walk this back. Have you played the new Hyrule Warriors? Because, by God, that game runs like dog shit and it's blurry as fuck. No, I, I haven't. <laughs> I just don't give a shit until I get a, uh, an official announcement from Nintendo. Sure, I, I, I respect at that. this point, but because it's just like this isn't like Ubisoft has stuff leak all the time. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, how many leaks have there been for Nintendo? I don't give a shit who's saying it. It's one of those things where it's like I've I've been through this before. I'm not 
not that not that I ever really care anyways, but it's just like I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, another switch. Yeah. This is the I, only time that I've actually believed this rumor, and it's because of literally one person on Twitter that is it Jeff Grubb? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like he he never comments listen, on anything I, unless Yeah, I I mean look, I'm not even saying it's not true, but it's just like you you never know what's just being worked on. Yeah. Right? Sure. So like, yeah, someone might have it. It might be it might right now look like the Switch, but tomorrow it could become its own thing and they'd be like, yeah, we're working on something for the future. It's possible. I, I you know, I Nintendo's pretty good at keeping shit from leaking. That last direct leaked though. Man, eh, well. <laughs> it was bad. Everybody's like, this can't be real. This is bad. No, it was it was real. It was really bad. <laughs> Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected will carry over your save data from the original game. That's insane. Yeah? You think? That is banana sandwich right there. Speaking of bananas, <laughs> I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Uh, Sony has patented a banana for a controller. I don't think they can. I'm sure bananas can't be patented. But so, yeah. a patent application shows a versatile system that could let a banana or two bananas become your game controller. I don't that's think they can patent that. Well, no, I mean, like, there's a guy that's done that on um, uh, It does on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I don't think they can patent it just by the fact that it exists in some form already, unless it's drastically different. Does anybody? Is any motherfucker on the planet want to play their PS5 with a banana? No. But but one guy. Yeah, I mean, other than that, um, that guy who does it on Twitch. Twitch. He's played Dark Souls on a banana. Yeah, he played Dark Souls with uh, the the bongos. Yep. DDR pad, I think. Who cares? It's it's not that it's it's not that it's a banana. It's that it'll be able to convert things. With some some limitations, I'm sure. But it basically just becomes a capacitive controller. I mean, it's all you're doing. Hoop-de-doo-doo. Passing a current through. Yeah, so it's just however they're doing it. They're patenting it. So I just don't know if they can, if it's similar to something that's already exists. I'm not sure how patents work. Must start playing Overwatch with my butt cheeks. <laughs> no, you need someone else's butt cheeks to play with. Did somebody just fart? <laughs> That was my chair. Oh my god, sure, that was loud. Was. <laughs> oh shit. Chestnut. I got an 11 year old son who's obsessed with farts right now, so you can imagine what my house smells like. Brilliant. Uh, nice. Ant- Ant-Man is coming to Fortnite. He's already here. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't play Fortnite, so I have no clue, but... Is it just a skin? Is that all it is? It's just a skin. It's a skin, a back for for the the skin, a suit, uh, and the, a backpack and uh, a pickaxe. That's uh, that's it. So yeah, he 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 turned up on my oh, fired out this morning, and he's he was the headline thing. You know, when it pops up the uh, uh, when you start the game, he says, oh, "Get this now," and it's uh, Ant Man. So yeah, yeah, he's in that before he's in the Avengers. I know he can't be in the Avengers, but yeah, he's the joke is there. What are you talking about? He was in the Avengers. 
The game? The Marvel Avengers. Oh, nobody's in that game. Yeah. Not even Spider-Man. He's coming. He's he's in the Marvel Avengers. He just the Ant Man isn't in. Ant Man isn't in. Well, Hank Pym is in it, right? Yeah, he's one of the main guys. He's not. He's not Ant Man anymore. No, but he was. So who gives a shit? Well, he was. Who gives a shit? I give a shit. I care. I don't really care. Yeah, I was gonna say no. You're lying. (laughs) Shut up. If you're if you're still playing Marvel's Avengers, write it write it write to us. I want to know. Well, we, they, they did that a couple weeks ago. Somebody wrote to us and told me how wrong I was about Marvel Avengers. You don't remember that? Well, if you're still listening to us and you're still playing Marvel Avengers, please let me know. Okay, Drew wants you to let him know. Yeah. Uh, well, people still playing Anthem. Sucks for them, but you know. Not for much longer than not. <laughs> well, there's no, that, that one guy who started two weeks ago and he thinks yeah. it's great. <laughs> It's like I'd love to hold. Like uh, we intend to keep the servers up for the time being. Yeah, until about I don't know April. Nobody's nobody's playing that game. No. Um, but but I forgot what I was going to say. Did anybody watch the Crackle playing with power documentary? I did not. You should check that out. It, it's long. It's five hours. What okay. is it about? It's Nintendo. Huh. It's uh, narrated by Sean Astin. Okay, Iceman. No, not Iceman. No. That's, that's Sean Astin more. Yeah, no. Sean Astin yeah. is the other <laughs> Hobbit. That's the he's Hobbit. That's, that's uh, Samwise. Uh, yes. Samwise. Yeah, Rudy. He's the Goonie. He's Rudy. The Goonie. Yeah, Goonie, Rudy. All strange mm-hmm. things. Yes, the guy who fought the Lost Boys. Yeah. No. No. He wasn't the Lost yeah. Boys. Wasn't that him? No. Who was that? No. That's the that's the Corys. Is that Corey Hain? Yeah. Both of them are in it. Yeah, I don't Corey know. Corey Feldman was one of the Frog Brothers, though. Okay. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to the point. <laughs> what? This is the Corey podcast. I, yeah, I can't let that happen, because it's like we're four steps away from talking about his music. All right, let's back I didn't even know he had music, but okay. You, whoa! Now I have to talk. You don't know Corey Feldman has music? Oh, Feldman. Yeah. I thought you meant Haim. No, I know Corey oh, Feldman Oh, no, 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 music. no. Okay. Yeah, no, we're good. Corey oh. hey. Yeah, I know Corey he's dead. Is dead. I know he's dead. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! I didn't know it. So is Screech. Did you know he died? Like, well, that one. Died a couple weeks ago, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. I can't watch his porn the same way anymore. I can't believe you ever actually watched it. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's okay. Fuck. <laughs> Why you gotta be like that? I don't, I don't understand you. You're watching Screech uh... porn. Because the joke was good, that's why. Was it Saved by the Bell themed, at least? I have no idea, actually. I, I don't want to know, Drew. Do not Google that. I'm not going to Google it. Yeah, just, if you have watched Screech porn, please let me know. <laughs> no, please don't. Don't let me know. I don't want to know. Saved by the Bell end? Gross. Ooh. Oh, that would be good. That's good. Gross. Yeah. Can we can we stop talking about Screech's porn? Link for me. I thought I had I had another news story and I forgot about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away? You threw you threw me off with all this stuff going on. Um, I really don't remember. Oh, I know what I want to end on, but I want to make sure there's nothing else before that. Okay. Uh, what do you give me a hint of what you want to end on? It's going to be about the Bethesda thing. Okay, all so right. that's not what I have. I have a bunch of stuff. Oh well, you go right ahead. I'm gonna. All right. Uh, 
Ghost of Tsushima devs to be made permanent ambassadors of Tsushima. That's fucking That's weird. Kinda neat. That's uh, well, the, it says creative leads to be honored for spreading the name and history of Tsushima. I mean, I understand it, but it's just it's a weird thing. Oh, I got breaking news. You want breaking news? Sure. Doom sure. Eternal: The Ancient Gods Part Two teaser trailer on three fifteen two thousand twenty one. That that might tie into what I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Is that the DLC? Second yeah. DLC. Gotcha. Um, Shovel Knight is having some sort of promotional thing with Arby's, which is weird. <laughs> Man, Shovel Knight I, really is everywhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, you get a token or something like that with a DLC code in Arby's Kids Meals. Dude, I'm going to Arby's for lunch. Um, <laughs> get yep. you stuff a kids meal, then, Ken. I. Well, you don't <laughs> eat kids meals. What's wrong with you? No. I mean, the, all the codes have come out, so you can find them. We're online, back on so Screech's you don't have to eat at Arby's. What's but... going on? What? <laughs> I apologize. I yeah okay. Um, <laughs> now you threw me off. Uh, Blaster Master Zero Three has been announced. Comes no, out I didn't year. even know there was a second one. Oh, those games are great. Nobody plays um, them. Though. A lot of people play that one. What nobody plays at this point is the Gunvolt games. Yeah, I saw a rare KG Inafune appeared on the play. Oh and yeah, they've announced. He's been attached, but in some sense, for the whole time. I'm like, that's not a thing that you should promote at this point. I mean, like, it's pretty much come out at this point. Not, not just the horrible outing that was uh, my number nine. Even though that game's just okay, um, it's not actually bad. But like, he's the reason why Capcom had that really bad lull. Like, just. All the crap that was Americanized. Um, DMC is the only thing that I save out of a fire in that. Like, Bionic Commando. What? His wife fine. was his arm. That's so bad. <laughs> but it's like, it's fine, but it's just none of these are games I still are can't great. believe his wife was his arm. His arm. That is such a God, bad... Don't make me explain this again. I like Bionic Commando. It was it's a good not game. a bad game. It but was it's good. Just like, it's just like... That's the same time where Resident Evil was going more action rather than horror. And it's like, they're fine games. None of this is bad. It's just none of it stands out. And they're like, that was well. Inafune was creative director. It's, okay. Yeah. So I have information. God damn it. Dustin Diamond's porn. Oh, oh no. you, I told you not to Google it. I didn't, I didn't Google it. I just, I just went to Wikipedia and it's there. It is Saved by the Bell themed. Oh god! Damn. It is called. It is called Screeched. Colon Saved by the Smell. Ah, oh, that's, that's not good like, at like, all. Yeah, yeah, mine's better. Yeah, that nice. That's free. They can change the name. I'm sure sales went up after his death, which is kind of fucked up. Uh, yeah. What, what the fuck has happened? I <laughs> this podcast. I don't know. Um. Mediatonic has been bought by Epic. Who's that? Fall Guys. Um, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Oh, okay. Well, big whoop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good for them. Um, I really want to play this game, but I won't be able to because I, I, like most people, don't have Apple Arcade. Um, but uh, Final Fantasy uh, 
Saikaguchi's Miss Walker game coming out called Fantasian. It'll come it to Switch works. eventually. Just wait. Hopefully. It's got this really neat diorama look. It's kind of awesome. Um, and then the last story I want to end on before we start talking about Bethesda stuff. <clears throat> Senran Nin Nin Ninja Tyson Neptune Shoujo Tachi no Kaiwen, I guess. That's exactly what you think it is. So it's a combination of all those horny games. Yes, it is! <laughs> came oh, and read it. And I was like, I, I really hope that's not the combination of what I think it is. And I think we finally up, found Anthony's introduction into that series for review. Kakura and, and Neptunia games. Perfect. This is it, Drew. I'm oh, going oh. to make a special request to get a review code for this game. I'll play it. I have to apparently do one right, uh, before... <laughs> just, I really wish it was just Neptunia. You're gonna come God. out. You're gonna come out on the really uh, horny side. <laughs> there's adventure. It's kind of like that they call it adventure action parts, and then there's mini game plus hot springs plus peach. That sounds exactly what I think it's gonna be. I <laughs> uh, just uh, it is. I like uh, how John's <laughs> chuckling over there, even though he's got stock in Hoonie Pop. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Alright, uh, so let's talk uh, about Bethesda. So the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think this is going to be the last chance you get to make a prediction on this. This would be like the Game Awards. So, according to a filing on Friday, the the EU has approved the purchase. So, Microsoft has purchased Bethesda. I think that deal goes through this week. Major Nelson has teased that on Friday they will have a special guest and an announcement, and the the news about Doom Eternal's DLC is dropping on the 15th. So it looks like this week is going to have a lot of Bethesda conversation. Now the question is... Is it going to be exclusive? This is the last time you're going to be able to, to, to probably, you know, guess. I, I mean, I feel like it would be kind of a no-brainer for everybody. Yeah we're going to be exclusive. We just need billions of dollars for this thing. Seven and a half billion dollars. Seven and a half billion dollars to be like, yeah, we'll release them on other platforms. No, you want to play our games, you buy our platform. Or you subscribe to Game Pass. That's the more important thing. Yeah. I'm with you on this one, Dre. I I don't think they go multi-platform. I think it's PC and Xbox. It's got to be like I, I to be to be fair. I I still think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen this generation. We're going to see Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation. You really think uh, that's going to happen? Think we will. I no. do. Why that? Do you understand? Sony, won't let them do that. Sony would be the ones that would say no, but Microsoft that would be the most intelligent thing they did. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying that. Uh, yeah, I think that. Uh, I, guarantee you that that conversation's been had somewhere in Redmond, Sony will never let it happen. Yeah, but I just, I feel like I feel like it'll it'll eventually give I think it will be toward the end of this of this console generation but Sony will finally be like, alright, we're going to let you do Game Pass on our system. I I think it only depends on how well this generation pans out for, for that platform. Um, it's difficult to tell this early on, especially with the um, with the lack of consoles being available for you know the PlayStation Five and, and Series consoles, 
and it's, it's difficult to tell right now. I think they've both sold incredibly well. I don't think there's that gulf that the um, the PS4 had over the Xbox One like there was last last time round. But you you uh, the, that move is a is a consumer friendly move that Sony only does if they need to. If they're losing, yeah. And I don't think they're going to lose this generation. No, I don't either. I actually don't think they'll be losers this generation. I think that they're both going to truck on. I think that um, Sony are going to concentrate on their first-party stuff. Um, I'm really pleased that they're expanding to PC, even if it's a year or two after the original release. I think that's a good idea. But um, I I feel that Microsoft's going to gauge their success on Games Pass, and and so far, that has been a phenomenal success. So I don't think there's any losers this time around. Yeah. I, I just, as far as console sales go, I believe PlayStation Five will be number two. Top number two. Nintendo's going to kill both of them. Well, I yeah. I, I don't know why we even have these conversations because <laughs> that's, that's PlayStation that guys. Is- that horse isn't even in the race. That, that's what's it's funny that, is the PlayStation guys are like, well, look at the sales. We're out selling Xbox. I'm like, yeah, but Nintendo's whooping your fucking ass. Yeah, that's 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 always happened. But uh, that's that they, Nintendo's already lapped him twice and is sitting up in the stands watching the rest of the race. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's uh, that that's but as far as Microsoft and Sony goes, I think Sony will be slightly higher than uh, than Microsoft, but not by much. So technically, they will win between the two. But I, I just, this is funny. I, know, I would just but, like to watch all the the console fanboys fight in a parking lot because I feel like that would be more entertaining to watch. <laughs> Friday night fanboy fights. They're just one corner the guys chugging Red Bull, and the other <laughs> corner the guys ready. chugging Mountain Dew and eating Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's uh, this 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 uh, this generation cycle round will be an interesting one because things have changed so dramatically with with COVID with the with the limita- you know with the limitations of stock uh, with things like game passes and the buying of Bethesda and these questions being up in the air as to whether or not they're going to remain exclusive. But um, I can't, I just can't see them spending that kind of money. And I know the argument is that, oh, well, you want to get that money back somehow because so you want to put it on all platforms. But that's not why you spend $7 billion on Bethesda. That's not, that's not why you buy them. You buy them because you want their content only on your platform. Yeah, they probably could have yeah. brokered a deal for like a billion dollars where the games come to Game Pass. You don't you don't spend the extra six and a half billion to say okay well Starfield's on PS5 Xbox Series X and S. Just... Yeah, no that that's that's ridiculous. No, no. What what will end up happening is, and I think in the long run Microsoft un- understands that, is that the next big Bethesda game that comes out, if it's Starfield or Elder Scrolls or whatever the hell it is, well, be Starfield. One of yeah, well, yeah, but the bit the next big Bethesda game that comes out. Microsoft's going to get a whole lot of money from Series S sales because that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah, absolutely. And they'll get but a but they'll get a huge they, influx of Game Pass subscriptions for that that's, game. That's that's what's happening. That they will get a huge influx of that, and that's important to them. That metric is one that they are measuring at the moment. And again, I think that's the reason why Bethesda is such an important purchase. They 
and and why it does they don't want it to go elsewhere because you can imagine you think about oh i mean already game pass has this amazing value um and that's before you included the ea stuff you know the ea play built in and then you you take a a, a developer and publisher like Bethesda and add all all of their franchises that they've got. That's 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 like icing on the cake. That really is, and that's going to tempt a lot of people to, as you say, buy an Xbox One S, uh, sorry, a Series S, and sign up for Game Pass. Yep. Yep. All right. That's that's what's going to end up happening. And I mean, if yeah, Sony fanboys can whine all they want to about how this is not going to happen. I'm, it's gonna happen, guys. I know there's gonna be. If they turn around and say that it's gonna be multi-platform, it just, I, I, I just, I, I would be blown away if they did that. Well, there's gonna be two. There's gonna be two discourses this week, regardless of which way it goes. The the discourse, if it goes exclusive, will be from the Sony fanboys. Well, these games have always sucked. If yeah. if they go if they yeah. go multi-platform, then it will be told you so. Microsoft's not gonna lose that money. Do you think um, this? Is, I don't know whether. I mean, do you think if Microsoft go and say exclusive, you know, only coming to PC and, and Xbox, everything that they do, Doom, the next Doom, the next Elder Scrolls, the next All Out, all of that stuff, Starfield, all of that stuff's only going to be on the Microsoft platform. Do you think that affects the sales of Deathloop? No. No. Only no, because only fanboys will boycott it. That's cute, because you're implying that fanboys have spines. No, they, they claim they'll boycott, but they don't. So it don't matter. Yeah. Boycott Nintendo, they're not consumer friendly. And then what do they do? They, they buy all the games. Buy the shit. Yep. The only reason that I won't buy Deathloop or Ghostwire Tokyo is because I will get them free when they come to Xbox. <laughs> I really want to play Ghostwire Tokyo as well, but I will wait. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got you guys Tokyo, are thinking so. small. I can't wait for Hunted the Demon's Forge to come to Xbox Game Pass. That's never happened. Right with, with Brink and Wet and Rogue Warrior. I'll take Wet. But... <laughs> wet, wet was pretty good. That was a good game. I like that game. All right, um, let's do let's do some emails and some tweets before we get out of here. Uh. This email, I don't even have a name on it. Uh, it's called Games and Movies. Oh, he okay. says, Hey guys, Francesco here. Great job week after week. I finally bought Control since it came to Steam. More like I finally got around to playing it, and man, what a game. 2020 game of the year for me. The gameplay is great, the story is incredible, intriguing, and man, oh man, the ray tracing is cherry on the top. If people haven't played it, do so ASAP. Anyways, I've been telling my friends that Sony and Microsoft can't ignore the PC market forever. And Microsoft fell first, but Sony has also confirmed that more games are coming to the platform. I knew that after the success of Horizon Zero Dawn had on Steam over 700k units sold in the first month, and probably a few million by now, they were not going to be able to resist the 120 plus million users that Steam has. I think it's great, but many, many, many PlayStation fan fuckboys, sorry, fanboys, want to fight me over it. The perspective is that they want to keep the platform pure. I don't get it. Gatekeepers. Your thought is the platform pure? That's like that's like almost like racial. Yeah, I was gonna say if anybody ever says we need to keep something pure, stop talking to that person immediately. Yeah, yeah like what is that? Follow. If you've ever they're used that three, comment when you're talking about your about console of choice, go to hell. Yeah, they're about three sentences away um, from saying Aryan race. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to keep our console area as possible. Oh my god, I've never understood the gatekeeping. Like when a game comes to another platform, I'm just like, dude, awesome! More people play this game, more, yeah, more money. Yeah, yeah, more money for Sony. That's how that should be, and more people get to experience. I mean, you think about how many people who do have PCs that don't have PlayStations. There's obviously quite a few because, as Anthony said, it sold a lot. So more people. That's brand awareness. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, I, I really don't. What What does it bother you that somebody on Xbox can play Spider-Man? Because then they don't have a reason to say theirs is better. True. Yeah. But what, why? Like, I don't get it. You, it's a box you play video games on. <laughs> we have this. We have this conversation all the time. And we I know that, but I, I just can't wrap my head around it. I mean, it, I'm not. I don't think I'm an idiot, but I don't think we'll ever I, really understand how these people think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm. I don't think I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot in many aspects. But when I see people say this. I'm like, well, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> so I'm just like, well, I mean, what? I don't get it. Like these people. And you know it, I say it all the time. I see these, these people on Twitter and stuff like that, and they're talking like this, and they sound like the biggest child I've ever seen in my entire life. And they're 40. And, then, and, they're, and I look at their profiles, and I'm like, this guy looks like he's like my age yeah. or, or possibly older. If you have like, children you, and you engage you, in fanboy wars, yeah, I have nothing you, for you. You, you're you're married and have children, and you're talking like this. Does your wife know you're talking like this? <laughs> oh shit! I will never get it. I will never understand. I will never understand the 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 gatekeeping and the the keeping your platform quote unquote pure pure from what? Jesus Christ! All right. He also he also says P.S. Monster Hunter movie was perfectly fine. I enjoyed it. My three Monster Hunter loyalist friends did not. It apparently shat all over their hopes and dreams. Have a great weekend. Keep fighting the good. No fanboys allowed. Fight. Uh, well, okay, I enjoyed that film. I I'm not serious though. Saying. I, mean, I love Monster Hunter. I've played almost every one of them, but I'm not gonna get mad because they, you know. I thought that movie was fun as hell. I don't care. He, he, he hired his wife once again to be in the movie, so I, I just don't. I don't care. It had, a pa- it had a palico cooking in it. I was happy. And Ron Perlman with a wig, which and is Ron epic. Perlman with an epic wig. Yeah, I love that wig. All right, Rick comes up. Oh, we're going to do some food. You ready for some food? Oh God, no. Yeah, let's do it. It's been a long time since we've done some food. Uh, sup, guys? Hearing the sad news that nobody wrote in with questions last week, I'm continuing at you with a food question. Yes. My buddy sent a bomb recipe to me for chicken cacciatore today. I was going to say, hopefully that continues, because my friend sent me a bomb recipe. It's <laughs> a good way for the FBI to come and visit. Uh, which is in... out the Aryan race. Uh, he says, which is in my slow cooker right now. Chef's kiss. Delicious stuff. Ooh. Round table this. What is your favorite Italian dish and why? Pizza does not count, because that's the obvious answer, and I'm not even sure it truly has Italian origins. Discuss amongst yourselves and keep up the great show. Hmm. Man, that's a really great question. Yeah, it is. Italian I do love, is so good. I do love eggplant parmesan. Um, I also love like anything with like primavera sauce with like big chunks of vegetables in it. 
I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Like, I love lasagna. I love a good lasagna. And to be honest with you, I love a veggie lasagna. I don't have to have a meat in my lasagna. I, the layers is what does it for me. I do like the meat in my lasagna, though. It is it is tasty. I'm, I'm a pasta man. It's about any kind of pasta. Yeah. And lots of cheese. Lots of cheese. Like, the, the <laughs> Italian food is just caked in cheese. I'll tell you what, though. Getting older, it sucks because, like, you know, good tomato sauce, good cheese, it really gives me some Heartburn city. Yeah, like, sure. the older I get, the worse it's gotten. The starchier the food, the worse the heartburn is going to be for me. Oh. There's times there's times where I eat Italian food and it feels like it gets stuck. Yeah. Right in between right in between my throat and my chest. And I'm just like, it's not going down, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Call 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 the ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so filling. Like I have it all the time. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Huge fan. Yeah. You know what we've got? So as far as like a, a chain restaurant, Italian, um, the uh, uh, Buca di Beppo has this stuff called um, spicy chicken rigatoni. Oh, that sounds and good. it is so delicious. Although the name of that restaurant sounds like you made it up. Yeah. <laughs> Buca di Beppo. Yeah, it totally sounds like you'd make Buca that up. up. Sounds like something Tony Soprano just says randomly. Have you gone over to the Buca de Beppo? You gone to the Buca de Beppo? I mean, they got some of the good spice. <laughs> they got the good gabagoo. <laughs> the gabagoo. Dude, I've been really rewatching did. The Sopranos and, like, hearing, like, Manigat. Maro. Apparently, it, it roughly translates as Joe's Basement. <laughs> From Italian Buca, which literally means hole or pit, and Beppo, which is a diminutive name of the, or diminutive of the name Giuseppe. Huh. Well, there you go. Giuseppe. Giuseppe is a great Italian name. It is. How about you, Anthony? You haven't said anything. Pizza doesn't count because it's not Italian. Is correct. It isn't. It's American. Fucking Christ, Anthony. And (laughs) uh, like at that point, it's like spaghetti, I suppose. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a picky eater, and like, and I can't really eat cheese as much as I'd love to. So. That leaves a lot of Italian off the table. Ravioli's nice. I do like ravioli. Do you get it in the Chef Boy RD cans, John? Sorry? Do you get it in the Chef Boy RD cans? <laughs> a, a what? Sorry, a chef? You know, canned pasta. They don't have don't Chef Boy RD. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't have to know what that is. They make a, they make a mean pizza. I'll tell you that. Because it's not considered uh, food over there. Well, I mean, it's, it's not so, technically food over here. I mean, that's true. If anybody needed any proof, by the way, um, that the world is listening, I my Facebook just now popped up with an ad for chicken and shrimp carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> so, out of the chain Italian restaurants you guys have, what's the what's the one you can stand? Buka for sure for me. Okay, I've never heard of that, so <laughs> I'm try a different one. <laughs> I don't really go to any of the only one I've gone to is like Olive Garden. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's honest, fine. Yeah, Olive Garden's fine. You know what I end up doing is I just end up like uh, getting full on the on the breadsticks. Well, yeah, because they're just, endless. Yeah, and take my food home with me. You know, and they give you endless they, breadsticks. Yeah, endless breadsticks and salad. Oh, Shoot, yeah, look at you kidding me? 
That's um, Eastside Mario is here. Mario. Yeah, we've Eastside got a Mario's? we got a really good local um, Italian place uh, in Mason where I used to work called Petrelli's. It's really good. Oh, I've seen that um, place. Don't think I've ever been in there. Carabas, you guys got Carabas? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got Carabas around here. They're okay. Yeah, I mean, Brio, Bravo, Carabas, they're all pretty similar. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you, you know, all this conversation makes me really sad that I've not been out to dinner in like a year. Yeah. <sighs> I like sitting in a restaurant and having a meal. <clears throat> miss that. What do you drink? You... I'm not a drinker. You say... Yeah. Yeah. I'm... I mean, like, just period. What do you get to drink if you sit down at a restaurant? What's your oh. typical thing that you get? I get a Coke. Coca-Cola? Yeah. Is Pepsi okay? Is Pepsi Coke okay? Yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the response I at every miss, restaurant, is it? Like, is Pepsi okay? I miss being asked that question. So, so being from the South, I am a... Is uh, it sarsaparilla okay? It's not, it's not sarsaparilla. <laughs> Give me a little bit of sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. Uh, no, uh, sweet tea. Uh, yeah, so I'm a I'm a sweet tea kind of sewer. Well, you live in the south, like you get sweet tea up here, and it's like a fifty fifty shot. Yeah, no, 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 no. It it has to be made like fifty percent sugar. That's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm saying is up here, people give you sweet tea, and you take a drink, and you're like, there's like no sugar in this. That's what we yeah. just call iced tea up here. Yeah, no, I, if I'm gonna have sweet tea, I want like massive sugar, dude. Because if you yeah. if you buy, I mean, like. You have Arizona iced tea in the states, right? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. basically sweet tea. I don't know. Right? That's still not sweet enough for me. How well, my have god! Extra sweet Arizona. Yeah. Oh my god! That's not sweet enough for you, dude. It's you don't sweet. know what it's, it's like, like to have. Sugar. Sugar. Oh my god! You, you've never had true Southern sweet tea, baby. You've, you've, never, you've never been to the South, boss. It's almost like syrup. Yeah, it I is. Feel like, great. So it's basically you're all the. Um, uh, bug guy from uh, the bug alien from Men in Black asking for sugar. <laughs> in a few water. minutes, you're not That's even right. going to be matter. Yeah. <laughs> Give me sugar, me sugar. and water. Uh, water. Gross. All right. Um, Twitter, we've got this tweet from Ass Hat Brewery. <laughs> okay. I need to meet this man. Uh, love the show, guys. Keep it up. Is anyone else excited for the return of NCAA football games? Never a big Madden fan, but I dig the NCAA. Also, Disc Jam is the next Rocket League. Changed my mind. Disc Jam? Disc Jam. I don't even uh, know what Disc Jam was, um, is. That was, uh, that was a free to like a PlayStation Plus game about three years ago. It definitely isn't the next Rocket League, man. Cause then... I've, I've never played it. Yeah, I've never either. Oh, changed his mind. I feel like I remember that game, and then I feel like I forgot that game. <laughs> I can I can remember it, but only because it was like on PlayStation Plus when it released. It was, um, it was one of the free games that month. All right. Um... Uh, as far as NCAA goes, uh, I am not a fan. Even though I am from the South, there are tons of people who will buy that day one. That oh live yeah, around me. I knew people that would only play the college football games and never touch Madden. So yeah, yeah. Well, you guys have got the Ohio State up there. The we do. Ohio That's right. State. The Ohio, Ohio State. State University. That's right. What's mm-hmm. the What's the chant in the crowds, Ryan? O H O H I O. There you go. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not an Ohio State guy. I didn't go to Ohio State, so. Yep. Yep. the The college football rivalry up here is is strong. 
Ohio State, oh. Michigan, baby. Dude, I'm legit 30 minutes away from the University of Georgia. Yeah. So I, I, I see it everywhere. College football is crazy. Like, it's... Yes. It is wild. I, I decided to look up Asshat Brewery to see what they're brewing, and the Papa's Unfathomable Vanilla Porter sounds amazing. Yeah. And I want one. I love me a good porter and a good stout. <laughs> Do you sniff your wine? No, it's not a wine. Beers, I know, it was beer. a joke. Beers taste very different. Well, so that's a... So I um I don't sniff uh, my wine. I do take a wine glass and then fart in it and then smell that. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you then swish it around in your mouth? <laughs> yes, and then spit it back oh out because God. that's nasty. Yeah, you don't actually drink it. You just <laughs> no, swish no. it around. That's right. You swish it and then spit it back out. Are that's why we have spittoons. I'm gonna call you Gerald from now on, so you can be like. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? You never see the South Park where he sniffs his own farts? No. Yeah, they fart in wine glasses and they sniff them. Yeah. All because they're driving hybrid cars. Yeah, but the way the, no. sound, the sound that he makes when he does it. God damn it. Dustin says, I'm excited for Outriders. Me and my buddies played the demo and it's a day one purchase for us. It's basically a better division with none of the games as a service crap. The bosses don't feel like bullet sponges and have light MMO elements of dodging AoEs and canceling boss moves. There you go, Ryan. You're wrong. Boom. <laughs> I don't think Ryan cares. I'm curious how that game's going to be when, like, in like six months because like, I was seeing something about how like jumping over a cliff was a cutscene. Yeah. I saw that floating around. I had fun with the game. I'll play it. We'll see. How it pans out in about six months. Uh, Square released a mini album of lo-fi, chill-wave Final Fantasy remixes that deserves a listen for sure. Hey, I listened to that the other day. Oh, there you go. It's quality. Uh, He wants to know, what's the instant dismissal of a game being labeled roguelike? If done right, those games can give you hours of enjoyment, but to cast it aside because of that label is pretty close-minded. Well, I guess I'll just be close-minded. I can almost explain this. To some oh, extent, go ahead. Um, it, it's like seeing the words Metroidvania. Eventually, it's just a label that's used far too. It's like reading something that's this is a game, a Dark Souls like game. Because let's be honest, what they're trying to go for <laughs> and what they're uh, um, inspired by. They're not going to reach that level most of the time. So if I'm just going to play that, I'll just go and play the game you're inspired by. Like The amount of games that reference Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, and Super Metroid as the inspirations, most of them don't reach that level. Mm -mm. It's the same with roguelikes. Yeah, I can count on my hand the the amount of roguelikes that I actually enjoy. Well, I mean, I, I look at it like this. So, Ryan doesn't like horror games. That's sure. true. So if he hears a game is a horror-like game, he's not going to play it. That's true. So the, the, the concept of a roguelike game, I don't care if you like it, but that loop is not for me. It never has been. It's just... But I mean, like, it's like I wouldn't, I don't expect you to play the new one either, though, Kevin. No, of I'm course saying. not, because I've tried like, a million gonna... of them before, and I don't like it. What I'm saying is, is like, if I read, oh, this is a game that's roguelike, well... So is Binding of Isaac, and I mean, like, 
John can attest, like that's an amazing game. It holds up. Um, you know, Rogue Legacy is a great game. But then, oh, there's 14 roguelikes this week. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a popular. It is a popular genre of game that is seems as Anthony says. It seems to be easy easy to try and imitate, but few do get it right. Um, as you say, Bond and Isaac, Hades is one that obviously famous for getting it very right. Dead it's cells. not even that it's easy to Dead emulate, cells. it's easy to make. And I'm not saying that is, a, is an easy way out or a, um, a, a lazy way. That's not what I'm implying. But you build parts of a game and then build the code to put those parts together infinitely rather than having to handcraft every single area right the problem is that a lot of people don't like a lot of devs don't necessarily understand what makes the hook good so the the randomization is fine but the hook needs to be good in a roguelike and i feel like a lot of things don't understand that it's the same with metroidvanias i feel like they a lot of them get what makes the basic structure down but they don't seem to get the nuance to hook me in it's the same with think of how many games uh tried to rip off resident evil speaking of horror games with the fixed camera angles and everything and how many games actually worked well you know um there's uh overblood that's a thing that exists it's not really all that great clearly it's a different sort of genre in terms of gameplay but the horror sequence don't work as well um so it's just like there's always imitators and they always seem to miss that one little bit. I mean, right now we're going through uh battle Royale. Oh, we done been through battle Royale. It's just final fantasy. That's late to the party. Yeah. Well, that's true. (laughs) But it's like, do you have that hook? And I don't think we know we had it with uh, third person shooters, a military, every genre has that point where, just like I don't see you doing this better than what already exists. But it's not yeah. even. But it's not even just doing it better. It's that you don't like that genre. Like I don't care how good a horror game is. Ryan doesn't like it. Yeah, that's fair. Yes, you know, and just like roguelikes, I don't care how good it is. I don't care how good the loop is. I don't enjoy that style of gameplay. But, but you play Diablo. Yeah, I played Diablo. It has story mode. That's what I played. But is that all handcrafted? I don't. It's not about handcrafted. That's not my that's my point. Saying, is progression. Like, not... mm. The randomization of levels does not bother me if I don't notice it. I I get that randomly generated is a generic term, and a lot of games use it, and they don't use it well. Right. Um. But it's more progression for me, and it's a progression of like moving forward, not just increasing my character, like. I thought Dead Rising was amazing, but the fact that that game was one of those games that expected you to die and start it over a little more powerful, I, I didn't want that. I tried to do it in one run. Yeah. That that is that whole I work up, work up, work up, work up, work up, work up just to make a little bit of progress is not my jam and never has been. I I okay. don't care if people dig it. I don't care if they're into it. If that's your thing, that's cool. But every one of those kind of games I've played, I've not cared for that mechanic. To me, it depends on if that gameplay is good or not. So, with looking at, I've never played Hades, but looking at the gameplay of it, I was like, yeah, I would enjoy this game. Yeah. Same way with Rogue Legacy. The reason why I like Rogue Legacy is not because of the the mechanics, and it is because it plays great. 
I don't know why Best. Rogue Legacy hit me. I, I really don't, because it's that whole, like, I would make it to level one, die. I would make it to level two on my next run, die. And it's like, yeah, that's not, I don't normally like that sort of thing. I think Rogue Legacy stuck with me a little bit because of what you're saying is, like, how fun that game was to play. And I, yeah, and I it think played I, great. You would like Hades. I've tried Hades. I did not like it. Really, that's yep. odd because of what you why you say you don't like roguelikes. I feel that game and here's the, on. it was always progressing the plot in little ways. Here's here's what I think that if I tried Rogue Legacy today, I wouldn't like it. You think so? I think I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, if it's not just going to be a linear progression, I don't give two shits. Huh. What about uh, Moonlighter? You played that recently? I did, and I fell off of it. Thought it was a great game, but the first time that I had to start over or whatever, I didn't go back. Hmm. Undermine was another one of those. I thought Undermine was incredible, and then the first time I died, it started me over, and I immediately deleted it. Well, Dead Cells, like, like, those are my my top ones. Dead Cells, Rogue Legacy, and uh, Moonlighter. And I'm I'm sure, and I want to eventually pick up Hades, but it's, God, it's 30 bucks constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's on sale at the moment on Steam. How much? Um, I think it's got like $10 off. Yeah, that game is worth it. I know it is. I know it is. I'm just being a cheap asshole. Yeah, well, that's right. You, you <laughs> still, you, you, even you being a cheap ass is still being, you know, less uh, frugal than John, who would wait what? till it goes free. I have no. bought Hades twice. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> and I bought it on Epic Game Store. So fuck off. That's right. Dead Cells is the other one. That I think is is great. Hey, Dead Cells played great, but that first time I died, I just didn't go back. Yeah. All right, we're going to end this conversation, this show, talking about Final Fantasy VII because there was something that happened last week I didn't know about. But we have tweets about it. Dustin says, I'll play the Yuffie DLC for sure. More background lore for her is always a welcome bonus since she was a pretty flat character in the original. He also says, Ever Crisis is kind of a big deal. From my understanding, it's all of the Final Fantasy VII games in one. So we'll get before Crisis for the first time in the West, and Crisis Core will be available for the first time outside of the PSP. I don't know if it's the full game or an abridged version, though. Everyone seems to think it's a abridged version, so I don't think you'll actually get game. No, I, from my understanding, it's not that it's abridged; it's that it plays like the original Final Fantasy. So you won't play um, Crisis Core like Crisis Core; you'll play it like Final Fantasy VII. That's fine by me. All right. Yeah, I I have no issue with this because I feel like it's nice. interesting to make it all work the same system. So like, Dirge of Cerberus will play. Dirge of Cerberus. All right, I need this it. is a mobile, isn't it? This is on mobile. This is yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just hoping that they do like they did with Final Fantasy 15 mobile or Pocket and bring it to consoles. All right, so, I need to. I'm I need not, to not get. Like all right, just I need to now. get this off my chest. I'm sorry. I didn't know this last week. I did not Hold know on, this last I, week. Can I, can I see if I can find the uh, quickly just the vamp for a second <laughs> so I can get your full response of when you found out? So the the they announced the Yuffie DLC coming to Final Fantasy VII Integrate. I assumed you would be able to play that on the PS4. Yeah. Nope. Um, you cannot play that on the PS4, so you can't even play the first DLC to a remake of an upgrade of a remake with DLC <laughs> to part one of a 20-part remake of a 20-year-old game. 
Unless you buy a PlayStation 5. You have to buy a PS5. I think that DLC is... I don't... Did anybody watch that, that state of play and they were like doing the little, you know, the little line that shows from the old version to the new version? I was like, I, I don't see it. Like, the lighting is a little better. There was more grass on the ground. It's, the graphics I, are coming to PlayStation be, 5 was the tagline that I laughed at. Somebody I'm wrote... Sure. Um, it's not on PS4. How did you... You started this... You started this on the PlayStation 4. This is a multi-part series. You can't even play the first DLC, which is being released a little over a year after that game came out. Yeah, you asked me if I was serious when I told you. (laughs) How? Are you serious? Yeah. How is this okay with people? Because it's Sony. But it's, it's Square. It's Square who is who bent you over on part one with a three hundred dollar version of of part one of a remake. Again, I I I'm pretty sure, and and I could be wrong. Isn't the didn't it come with the Cloud Play Arts Kai? Yes, figure. Yes. Yeah, I mean that alone is most of the cost. I understand that, but there's going to be a three hundred dollar like, version of Final Fantasy right. VII Integrate, and I got yelled at on Twitter because everybody's like, "Well, this this is not exactly the same game as the first one." I was like, "Then why is it called Final Fantasy VII Remake?" Yeah. <laughs> All of those words infer. I can't. I can't. I can't that this do is it again. Final Fantasy VII Remake. You you know my thoughts on this. I can't go into the number the spiral again. Oh my god, this game! And and I, anytime I criticize this game on Twitter, I get destroyed. People are so defensive of this game. It's a good game, but it was a good game. Final Fantasy VII was it was fifty dollars, John, and it was a whole game. Yeah, I played that remake. It is about 10% of that first game with about 90% padding. I'm sorry that I just made everybody cry in the Final Fantasy world, but I love Final Fantasy VII. It is my favorite JRPG of all time. This remake is exploitative. It is. There's a, I'm Jesse Ventura, and this is Conspiracy Theories. <laughs> oh my god, this game makes me so angry, being one of those people that was there on day one and played this game, and it's just like, I don't understand how people aren't upset. It's like, do you have just like, because at this point you paid at least $60 for part one. You now have to spend $500 for a system to pay $70 to play part one again. With the DLC, I mean, granted, you could probably buy that DLC separate. Yeah, but how much is that going to be? Well, it's not going to be seventy dollars. No, but it'll be at least twenty plus the five hundred you had to pay for a PS Five. I really want to know how long that DLC is. I've heard it's like what three, two to three hours. It's DLC for part one of a remake. Why are you building DLC when a game is supposed to be part two? That's, that's the thing that got me. It's like, why, if this was such an arduous task to put this one game in in one piece, and instead of splitting it, you had to split it into three, how have you got the time to make DLC for that one part? That that does... John, 
that's weird. Final Fantasy VII but, Remake is not going to be three parts. Well, you know, that's... Well, no fucking way. <laughs> it's never going to end. The reason why they're releasing DLC for this is because they're still trying to have people talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake because Part 2 is two to three years away. Yeah, Part 2 is a... a whole, part 2 might as well be called Final Fantasy VIII because it's that far away. I just, Man. I don't... I just... Uh, I don't know. And people... The, th- the problem is, is I get... From a purely, like, evil business sense... Square is killing this. They're going to make so much money because people will buy whatever you put out Final Fantasy VII really. It does not matter. They could have broke this game up into a hundred parts and people would have paid for it. Hey, look, Nomura really captures the hot topic crowd like nothing else, so... It's not even just that. It's just people's, I mean, like, it's people's nostalgia glasses for Final Fantasy VII. Even then, look at Kingdom Hearts. They I mean, yeah, and and I hate to tell everyone this over and over. Fucking series makes go, no goddamn sense. What are you talking about? It's simple and clean. Yeah, here's a four hour. You ever watch the AVGN's Kingdom Hearts timeline? I can't, man. I it's, can't. I can't. It's pretty read, fantastic. Reading reading parts of the wiki just out of like, I wonder if they've actually made made it so you can read this and make. Nope, you can't make sense of it. It's too much shit. Hey, does everybody remember when Yuffie comes into Final Fantasy VII? It's not this real. You know, you know what's happening right now. There's some li- side shit going on. You know what's happening? Anybody listen to this right now? Y'all motherfuckers just went on a forty-minute diatribe of Assassin's Creed, and now you're bitching about Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts stories. <laughs> okay, so first of all, the people is- stop listening on my fourth Numero rant. Th- last week so i'm just i'm just queuing up the comments for next week well (laughs) the difference is is that each assassin's creed game even if i haven't played them and don't necessarily enjoy them that much is that they are full 30 to 40 hour games that tell a story from beginning to end final fantasy 7 remake was 25 hours i want to say that's what i put into that I felt it could have been 10 to 15. Listen, I really need to have the story of recoded to really put this all together. I just need my dirty for uh, 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 Three, five, eight days over two, Birth by Sleep. Birth by um, Sleep is one of the best games. Now. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going to tell you that. I'm trying to figure out what a chain of memories, There's Dream Drop Distance. Hearts. And to think the Xbox owners got Kingdom Hearts 3 and that was it. Until they release the the HD pack, so like if you were an Xbox guy and you'd never played Kingdom Hearts, you got to start with three. It's heck of a heck of a place to start. <laughs> you just jump eight. in. Why not? That's the well, Xbox slogan. To be fair, even with the other two versions, you still miss out on shit tons of stuff. Oh sure, but those those had like a bunch of cutscenes from the DS games, didn't they? They, they yeah. did absolutely. Yeah, they had but, stuff. But what about my mobile game that I have to play? The Jap- yeah. Japan only to get the story. Yeah, I mean, fucking, and that's what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII. And I fucking called it. I called it. <laughs> they, um... As soon as I saw Nomura was in charge, and they've taken him off, but we're too far in now. It's crazy because I remember when Kingdom Hearts came out. 
originally the whole hook for us when we got excited about it was like, oh my god, an RPG with Disney characters. And that's totally not what that game is about. <laughs> but it's like, it was Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters mushed into one. And then slowly but surely the Final Fantasy characters started to disappear, except we left Cloud and Sephiroth, because of course we did. And then you started to see the Disney characters disappear, and you just had Kingdom Hearts characters. Okay. Alright. Oh, this show has gone on way too long. But anyway. Whew. Um. <laughs> Can't wait to find out what your opinions are on that DLC kind of I'm going to be so angry. Anyway, that's the end of the show. If you want to send us a tweet, you can tweet at us. At F4G Podcast, you can follow all of us individually. Drew is a Drew Leachman, Ryan is a Wombat RP, John is John WK, I am a ZTGD, and you can follow the site as ZTGD content. Phoenix Down, rolling with Lost Odyssey, Yakuza Zero finished up, so go listen to those. Lost Odyssey will begin hopefully this week. Yeah. And then the week after that, I got Anthony on, and we're not going to talk about video games. Oh, cool. What are you going to yeah. talk about? Assassin's Creed? Oh, we are going to talk about <laughs> weird, weird, crazy, crazy internet conspiracy theories and mysteries. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll listen to that one. There you go. Sweet. Um, check out those channels, by the way. And um, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Love that stuff. Yeah. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, did I already say a podcast at dtgd.com? Did I say that? Uh, you, just, you just said it now. I just said it now. Well, now you know. So send those emails in. We'd love to talk more about food. We love talking food. Food is a fun thing to talk about. Uh, so when not, not, not in this side of the world when it's tea time when we're doing this and I'm having to starve so I can be on the show. I've got the waft of my oven that's cooked. Well, the waft of what's cooking in my oven that's blowing in my face. And it's like... I'm having to sit here for two uh, minutes. We can use to vape on the podcast and you'd be able to hear it. I have a feeling you what's, could just eat. <laughs> what's cooking, John? What's cooking? Uh, uh, I'm having a cottage pie. I don't you have to explain pie. to me what cottage pie is. Well, it's a layer of cement and then some hay and then some brick. No, it's, <laughs> it's just a, it's um it's basically just um minced beef. Vegetables and potatoes. So it's basically a shepherd's it's pie. Shepherd's pie, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like shepherd's pie, but instead of lamb, it's beef. Huh. Hey, our our shepherd's pie usually just had that in it. Yeah, most places no, they serve in lamb. Because it's a lamb. Yeah, I get that, John, but it don't matter. Yeah, over, over States, here, most shepherd's pie doesn't have lamb in it. Yeah, yeah that's too fancy for us. Yeah. yeah okay. We, we got, hill, we got hillbilly shepherd's pie. No. Alright, uh, that's all I got. Was there anything else? We'll get out of here. Hmm. Peace, Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Yeah,
Mentor. Greetings, program. Well, I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio layer. The wall bash. Play games, not consoles. No bad boys allowed. And then, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.